Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as warden of this facility, I'm directed by the state to request that you all bear witness to the execution of Horace Pinker in accordance with the laws of this great state. In most cases, this is a duty that I'd rather not be mine. However, today I feel justice is being served. The prisoner, have any final words? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Your pitiful little memory's wiped it all out, hasn't it? I used to beat you good, boy. That's right. I was beating you real good when your mama tried to stop me with that gun that she brought into our happy home. You saw me kill her. Don't you remember how she screamed? And how clever you were grabbing that gun and shooting me right through the fucking knee, you little pickerhead! Such a big gun just blasting away at your daddy with murder in your eyes. What are you waiting for, dickhead? You want to fry me? Then do it, you fucking insects! You heard the man. The chair is armed. Repeat, the chair is armed. The inner chamber is now sealed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying times here. Woo! Tomorrow, so bonus special yes. super surprise. 
even though you'll probably know about it because it'll already be out. <laughs> Commentaries, you don't have to edit. You just fart those out and put them on there. Yeah, you can't edit a commentary, otherwise it fucks up, fucks it up. Oh yeah, it fucks up the timing. But it'll be out there, and, you know. So, how you been, sir? Tired. <laughs> yeah, I had a fucking crazy three days too. I think I killed my dog. She's been everywhere with me, and she is just. She doesn't want to live. She just wants to sleep for the next three days. Yeah, tired, not sleeping well, watching a bunch of movies. So I've heard. You've watched every movie ever. <laughs> I told you I wanted back. I wanted to get back on that. I wanted to start watching stuff, and uh, just I, I, I had to do something. You, you did. You watched Tim watched every movie ever produced. Fucking every five minutes on Facebook, Tim's watching something different. It's fucking crazy. I watched three things and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That sounds no, like me two weeks ago. Not really. I don't know. Go. On, let's just get into it. What did you watch? Well, today I caught up on the Strain episodes of season two. I only have like one more to watch. I caught up on the whole season. Did you see the one where it opened up and it was like uh, the uh, Mexican? wrestling vampire movie yes Santo. yes now tell me that guy was not kurt angle was that kurt angle uh i don't know i think that i was. didn't see angle's name anywhere in the credits it's mexican kurt angle but it was pretty cool yeah um they're still going with the mexican wrestling guy too cool i i like that show i still haven't finished season one but, yeah, uh, Joe, Joe keeps telling Joe me. Joe does he, not. <laughs> yeah. Joe keeps telling me he, every time he watches that show, he, when he's the exterminator dude, that he's like, he's, he's waiting for him to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like that old fucker and his silver cane. That guy's great. I like the exterminator. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty cool dude in he's pretty cool. much everything he does. Yeah, he's cool. To sh- a dude, when he shows up in something else, you're like, oh, man, that guy's in this. Awesome. Yeah, you can never remember his name, but he's awesome. Yeah, he was in one of the shitty X-Men rip-off. Or yeah, yeah, he's in, he whatever. is, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, Juggernaut. Or, no, not Juggernaut, no. it was Vinny Jones. Um, Blob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got fat. Like, yep. The, yeah, yeah. Him and Bishop were in a a fucking boxing ring for some reason. Yep, he's Blob. Yeah. And also, I think he's in the movie Rundown. With The Rock? Yes. I think you're right. That It's either Rundown or Walking Tall. It's Walking Tall. Okay. It's Walking Tall, because he he's the one that gets uh, busted in the face with the 2x4 at the club. Yes. Yeah, it's Walking Tall. But yeah, yeah, watched a bunch of episodes of The Strain... Watched the final episodes of Hannibal. Did which, it end good? Or is it over completely yet? It's, it is and it isn't. They ended it to end it for NBC, which NBC could go suck a dick. Um, but it didn't end. It kind of pissed me off and I knew that going in, so. Yeah, they had to leave it open in case somebody picked it up. Well, not only that, Hannibal doesn't die. You know what I mean? Of course not. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was more story to tell, Silence of the Lambs being one of them. Uh, but it does, did a really good job of Red Dragon. It's very artsy, very crazy, very gruesome. 
but it it's a shame. It's just a shame that show was really good. Well, keep your fingers crossed, man. Maybe it might pop back up everywhere. But I'm telling you, I just don't see that guy. That guy's going to take off. That Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah that dude. That he's dude, got a career now, and I don't yeah, think he'll go back to him. I was yet. reading an article last week, and he's like already got some kind of, I don't know if it's a pitcher deal or whatever, but he has, like, he's attached to three projects for next year. Doesn't surprise me. So, yeah. And if you if you ever need to see more of him, check out Casino Royale, which he's pretty cool and as a Bond villain also. I will tell people to check him out in Valhalla Rising, where he's a Viking named One-Eye. <laughs> that movie is boring as hell. It's a beautiful shot movie. It's that Nicholas Winding Refn dude who did Drive and... Mm. Uh, the fucking Only God Forgives movies, which are pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember you and I think Cordenova couldn't stop talking about Drive. Oh, Drive was amazing, but that first one, Valhalla Rising, is just boring. Mm. I couldn't fucking... Glad I stayed away from it then. Yeah. But, like I said, watching all that on TV, watch Leatherface 3 again Friday night on IFC. Fuck face on Bone Patrol. Yes, uh, as watching that again, uh, watch Night of the Living Dead, the original again on Chiller Channel, uh, the one morning after putting the kids on the bus. Nice. Uh, we will talk Tombs of the Blind Dead. I decided to watch all four movies and we will get into that when I talk about Tombs of the Blind Dead. Okay. <laughs> Tim did my homework for me. I guess we'll never have the Tombs of the Blind Dead. Oh, be glad I did. Okay, good. That's, I knew it. That's why you're the human movie bullet shield. That, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know, I'm just time to piss off anybody that's a fan of Tombs of the Blind Dead or the Blind Dead series. Um, there's something wrong with these people. I'm just going to say that. If you don't want to listen, if you're listening to us in... You don't want to listen to what I have to say. Shut it off now because you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> Tim's making enemies already. Uh, and I've had a lot of time, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been busy, but I, I've really been enjoying watching all these movies. It's been a lot of fun again. Uh, watch Stung. I finally got a hold of, uh, got this watch Stung with Lance Henriksen. It's fucking awesome, wasn't it? It was just great. I'm surprised Sci-Fi Channel didn't try to land this. Dude, that's that's a little on the upscale for Sci-Fi. It is, but some... it is, but it's in that realm. Yeah, I think that movie could. Uh, the one thing, the one gripe I I had against that movie was the Clifton Collins Jr. Mm, yeah, and the bug, the big fucking well. It's basically Night of the Living Dead with killer wasps. Yes. That if they sting you, they can grow wasps inside you. I just wanted that little bug that came out of him to have its own personality <laughs> and just well, walk around like he was the leader. That would have been the best. It was kind of toxic zombies with wasps mm-hmm. is basically what it came down to. Killer pesticide or herbicide, whatever you want to call it. Fruit of Flowers basically turned uh, mutant wasps into mutants. <laughs> yes. It's gory, and your boy's in it, Lance Hendrickson. Oh, he was he was great. He's a, he's a drunk mayor. Yeah, he's a drunk southern gentleman mayor. 
He survives three quarters of the movie. Yes. He dies a beautiful, horrific death. Yeah, you knew he was gone. Oh yeah, they, when they killed him, he they killed him good. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. But yeah, it was a pretty good movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, moving on to something else, I, I know you always enjoy it, and now it's become my new thing to do. I've watched The Channeler. <laughs> the Channeler? Oh, as Dan described it, Dan Haggerty falls into a low-budget Evil Dead ripoff. Fuck Dan Haggerty! <laughs> Fuck Dan Haggerty's beard! <laughs> Fuck, and matter of fact, this week... In a protest of Dan Haggerty, I shaved my fucking beard off. Oh, dude, it, it, it is hilariously bad. I'm surprised. This is the type of flick I kind of expected to see on the later episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Because there's even a Grizzly Adams joke in the movie. Is this the one where he's buddies with all the Vietnam vets that sleep dream? Like no, that's a different one that I reviewed a while back. So you're telling me that Dan Haggerty has done an Evil Dead ripoff and a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff? Yeah, don't forget he did Elves. And, yeah, <laughs> fucking cares. <laughs> Fuck Dan Haggerty. And Repo Man. Dan Haggerty didn't even change his shoes for that fucking movie. Oh, this one, uh, he literally is in the Colorado Mountains, and somebody buys a deadly camp. And, uh, basically doesn't tell anybody about it. Dan Haggerty knows about it. This chick, uh, basically all of a sudden one of their people become possessed. People start getting fucked up. Uh, it's just a lot of bad special effects and Grizzly Adams is basically trying to chase people off the mountain and... Is George Kennedy in this? Cause no, like but be. he, he needed to be. Yeah. Uh, but, oh man. He needed to be in that movie to offset the shittiness that is Grizzly this, Adams. This movie screamed it should have been on USA Up All Night. <laughs> it screamed for it. But moving on, I did uh, watch Jurassic World with my daughter. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. It's a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm, big time, I, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that they uh, basically incorporated the original, like, without talking about it. They dropped hints and even show the original place which was kind of cool i like that um it, it just it is a popcorn movie i enjoyed it um and as i wrote the review the other day i said my biggest question for this is where is my car carnosaur remake reboot newest sequel you have to talk to george Corm or george Corm- uh, Corm- Roger Corm- yeah. talk to, No, you got to talk to his brother George about that George. one. Or maybe Julie, his daughter, who's doing a lot of this. I'm surprised there hasn't been a Carnosaur remake just because of the the hype and how much money Jurassic World has made. Did you like the end where it became the, the WWF Royal Rumble? Yes. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. I like that, but I did like the Indian dude who was a billionaire that basically he he said it all he and whoever wrote the script was smart enough to realize people don't care they want bigger they want dangerous they want crazy like nobody wants to see the T-Rex anymore people yep. want to see the raptor T-Rex whatever spliced together thing now they i mean it, it was perfect dialogue in some of the parts of the movie and I don't know if people realize that 
you know, it's just, it is kind of poking, not poking fun, but poking at the way people are these days. Yeah, it was. I, like I said, and when we were talking about it with Dano, I was sitting in the movie theater. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Everything about this is, is fucking dumb. Why the hell would they ever, why would anyone ever allow their kids, let alone themselves, to go to a park in which twice before dinosaurs have caused chaos? And then I was yep. just like, all right, brain, you got to get turned off if I'm going to watch the rest of this movie. And, and it, it was fun. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you forget about the first movies, it's a lot of fun. But I, like I said, I like that uh it had that little... Hey, you remember Jurassic Park? You know, kind of thing, and where they showed the jeeps and everything else was pretty cool. Yeah, I still uh, wanted to see the shit smear go around that fucking spear. Get <laughs> to ride around in. Um, but the next few movies I'm going to talk about here that I watched uh, that I know that will drive you nuts, and I even mentioned you in my reviews. Are the fucking Dan Haggerty movies? No, no more okay. Dan Haggerty movies. But we are talking about Donald Jackson's continuation of the Rollerblade films. Fuck, man! Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is How what... many of the Dude, I told you, there are more of these fucking Rollerblade Vengeance Force taken by Roller Gators movies than there are actual people who own Rollerblades anymore. I believe there is only one of these movies I cannot get a hold of right now. Jesus. And I will make it happen. You know, get out of print Dan on that? Uh, it has out of print Dan actually stumped. Mm. Yeah, where this could be. Um, the man but, who found Killer Dead. Yes, so, but uh, I do have to thank Donald Jackson uh, for making these movies. He's been dead for 13 years now, but I'm going to continue uh, finding these movies and putting them out there for fans. Because I believe these movies just multiply like gremlins at this point. You're probably right. Just because I exist. But uh, I did watch another one. It's called The Rollerblade 7. Are there seven rollerbladers? Um, there was more than seven, but for some reason it was called The Rollerblade 7. Well, I'm impressed they could find seven sets of rollerblades. And... In this movie, it stars William Smith, Rhonda Cher, Karen Black, Frank Stallone, and Joe Estevez. Jesus, that's a fucking expendable <laughs> C-list celebrities right there. I believe he spent $45,000 on this. You just named every person that's ever been in an Up All Night movie. <laughs> well, literally, Will Smith is in a wheelchair uh, with a skateboard connecting to him and babbling incoherently the whole entire movie. Oh, shit, here we go, breaking news. Ed Quillen has started asking questions. <laughs> but yes, William Smith just babbles incoherently throughout this movie. And all he wants to do is find the girl that's wearing a thong that rollerblades and doesn't know how to use her samurai sword. <laughs> and if that's not enough, you got Ronda Shear, who's protecting the wheel zone. And, <laughs> and she will she will arrest you if you're not wearing rollerblades. You have Karen Black who's feeding uh supposedly uh mushrooms to dogs and people alike. And her name is Taro. 
Why dogs? Why do dogs need to chew balls? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I could not explain this scene if I wanted to. And the sad part is, with Karen Black in it, you're kind of like, yeah, I think that's like Karen Black at a real house. <laughs> it just it just suited her so well. It's like, just a Wednesday at Karen Black's house. Yeah, you do not question it. And it is the most... This movie might have been one of the most incoherent movies I've ever watched. But at the same time, it was entertaining and, and we've seen Killer Dead, so that's saying something. Yeah, it just, it was hilarious. But if that wasn't enough, you had Frank Stallone, who was the Dark Knight. Frank Stallone <laughs> was Batman. No, he's just dressed up in black leather and basically he's kind of like uh, egging William Smith on from time to time, but he's never in the same scene with William Smith. And you have Joe Estevez just because it's Joe Estevez. <laughs> yes. There you go, Steve Benningfield. Better get on that. You're the Joe Estevez aficionado. Uh, it, uh, it just, it is hilarious. It is an incoherent thing. But Dano did watch one of these movies, and I will get to that in a minute, because I watched The Return of Rollerblade 7. Is this, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did he try to rem? Is this like a remake of? Did he just basically put the template of the Magnificent Seven plus Rollerblades to make this movie? I mean, if they're like a demolition expert and a, and a gun expert and a. I wish a it was that, expert. but it's not because Rollerblade, the return of Rollerblade Seven, which comes out a year later, and mostly is a retread flashbacks. It, if you're lucky, it has 40 minutes of footage. And mostly it oh, this is... this is a Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 situation? Yes. And mostly it is a bongo player, lots of, <laughs> lots of dry humping in the desert, uh, slow motion fights between two guys on rollerblades, and Dude, Joe... what the fuck are people doing on rollerblades in the desert? <laughs> and Joe Estevez convinces everyone to, uh, that all people who are on the dark side are hotter looking. Well, that's true. There's no As there. I put it in my review, it's brilliantly boring and hilarious at the same time. That's fucking. I stop finding these movies. <laughs> it was. As I also. I'm, I, like I said, it's like because I, I remember this, and I was gonna talk about it in the review, but I was like, ah, no one's gonna know this. Like, no one's gonna know the movie besides me. But I put in a review. It's like watching late night public access programming while drunk. In quite a few years back, when I first moved into my uh, palatial estate. <laughs> <laughs> On the grounds of Costa de Gross. Yeah, the grounds of Costa de Gross. Uh, yes. Um, palatial and, estate. <laughs> <laughs> and I first got Rolling cable. meadows of fucking Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I first got cable. I've. This is watching public access. There was wrestling on public access channel. Oh, dude, you're lucky you got. That's dude. We when I lived in Muncie, which is like sixty. Well, it's about forty miles away. It's where Ball State's at, where we all went to college. Yeah, we had public access, and whoo, boy, that's where the freaks fucking hang out, man. A public access. Well, uh, anyhow, um, well, first off, talking about freaks, Bryce worked at this public access place at one time, uh, which he told me about. <laughs> Well, there you he told, go. He told me some stories. Uh, but also, too, when I first moved into my palatial estate and got cable, and uh, there was 
there's this public access channel still exists today. Awesome. And I know a lot of big cities still have that. Yeah, but you know what? There's crappy programming on, if any yeah. programming now. But back in the day, there was a lot of random crap to watch. Mm-hmm. And there was wrestling on Saturday mornings. It would replay like late Saturday night. But after that, there was this show that these kids made, like 16-year-olds. And it was called The Ninja Movie. <laughs> And it was a half hour, and literally, I, I tuned in every Saturday night because I could not stop laughing at it. It ran for like a year or so. It's exactly what the Rollerblade 7 is. <laughs> Without Rollerblades. I like this immediately better. <laughs> but moving on. I don't know why I'm so anti-Rollerblade. <laughs> well, well, if you're anti-Rollerblade, then... The movie Dano and myself ask you to watch is Roller Gator. Okay. Uh, Roller Gator, first off, as I was reviewing this, this is Donald Jackson's jumping off point. He, he must have finally realized doing movies on film in the mid-90s was expensive. So this is like his first movie he did on digital video. I think mainly because he didn't have any money. He only had like two days to shoot, and apparently him and Joe Estevez were living together because Joe Estevez and him basically filmed 90% of the movie at a carnival one night where Joe Estevez just wanders around a carnival basically ranting and raving, and everybody's just staring at him like, why is there a drunk Martin Sheen at our carnival? This guy is basically the bootleg drunk Ray Dennis Steckler. Yes, exactly. Because what it comes down to is basically Uncle Chi-Chi, who is Joe Estevez. Uncle Chi-Chi! <laughs> Uncle Chi-Chi and Carnival Cops are chasing a talking purple al- uh, purple gator, uh, that's a puppet of course, that basically gets picked up by some uh, beach blonde bimbo and are on the run from the Carnival Cops and Uncle Chi-Chi. It's got a real Ghoulies 2 vibe to it. I wish it did. <laughs> it would have been better. But... Oh, man. I will actually probably watch Roller Gator because it sounds crazy. Oh, D- Dano, he appreciates it. He told me he just watched it when I posted the trailer the other day. Uh, but moving on, uh, the same guy did Tombs of the Blind Dead series, Amando de Asario. Uh Apparently, he enjoys making boring movies, so he made a movie called The Sea Serpent in 1984. Basically, the military uh, wants to drop an atom bomb somewhere, so they drop it into the sea. Sea creature gets blown up, poof, has radiation all over him, and he starts eating people in plastic models. That sounds great. Actually, you would think it was, but it isn't as great, great as it sounds great because of no rollerblades. Yes, but it is... I think it did make it on the Mystery Science Theater 3000. This sounds maybe. But, like I said, that was the Sea Serpent, and sadly, like I said, that was Armando's last movie before he died that he made. <clears throat> I do not believe it's out there legit, so good luck. But anyhow, moving on, I was sent a screener from Synapse Films called Mortorious Legions of the Dead, uh, which apparently was banned in Italy. Is this that German movie that's been out for 
a while that's just been banned like crazy? This it claims it was only banned in Italy. It's three years old. It's Italian. Oh, okay, this isn't the one. I yeah, this is Italian about. and Romanian. And basically, it's like kind of like um, how to put it. It's kind of like Death Proof without the dialogue. It's I like it. It's immediately one hundred times better. It's two different movies. The first half, like, they establish in the opening credits, which is really cool animation, is basically, like, these Roman soldiers have been wronged, and something really bad happened to them. Okay. And then you go into where, basically, it's establishing, and it takes a while, because it is Italian, they like to establish everything. Yep. Um, It takes a little while, but once it gets there... Basically, be prepared for everything, because for the most part, it's gory, but it's really kind of, how to put it, gritty, and basically just the first half is three dudes and two chicks, they're going to a rave out in the middle of the woods, they get out into the middle of the woods, they start partying, doing drugs, and all of a sudden the three dudes just turn around and say, fuck us, we're going to abuse, rape, and torture these two chicks. And all of a sudden, the Roman, these undead Roman soldiers are watching them do this and decide to pick their time. And this is where the second half of the movie is. These undead Roman soldiers just fuck the shit out of these three dudes and eventually the two chicks. It is fucked up movie. It just literally is, as I put it, it was a tale of survival for the abused and the abusers. Is the best way to put it. It is brutal. Um, What's this movie called? I want to watch this. Mortorious. It just oh, coming out on. It just came out on Blu Blu-ray. I think tomorrow, actually, September eighth. Um, special effects guy Sergio Stavetti did the effects. He's Demons, Demons Two. Yeah, yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. So. Even if you're not into what's going on in the movie, the effects are crazy. Just mm, it, I want to see it now just because of him. Yeah, it's just... It, it, there's several reasons I think people are going to... You know, one of those several reasons people are going to want to watch this. It's crazy. It's gory. It's over the top. It, it kind of touches on everything. Like, if you're into the torture films, you're going to like it. If you're into zombies, you're going to like it. If you're into... I've never seen Roman zombies. Yeah, so. it's just... It, it's the best way to... You're not even calling them zombies. They're just undead Roman soldiers. And they fuck everything up. Which leads me to my next uh, independent movie that I got to see. Greg Lamberson sent it over to me called Killer Rack. And... Yeah, as I said before, Kyle, you might have to do yourself a favor and watch this movie. Even though it... Ice Kickstarter, I know. Uh, yeah, some of it was Indiegogo. Oh, that's different. Yeah, no. some of it was Indiegogo. Not the whole thing, but some of the project was Indiegogo. And basically the whole point of it is uh, it's based on a character named Betty, who at her workplace notice everybody has big boobs and the boss basically pays attention to... Those girls, but not her. So after having a nightmare and a boyfriend that doesn't want her, she decides she goes, she wants plastic surgery. Who does she see? She sees Dr. Thulu. Who's Dr. Dr. Thulu? <laughs> it's exactly what you think. But Dr. Thulu is played by Debbie Rashawn. 
And this is after oh. taking advice from Lloyd Kaufman, her psychiatrist. <laughs> Which is a hilarious scene in itself. Basically, she get Debbie Rashawn is a evil scientist, plastic surgeon, slash doctor. And gives her new boobs. Well, of course, everybody starts paying attention to her. The one problem is her boobs get hungry, and when she goes to sleep, goes out and eats people. The boobs come off? No, they stay connected to her. And okay. they're just basically two huge monsters. <laughs> there's even an Evil Dead 2 reference in it. Uh, there's detectives that are investigating the case. Their names are Bartles and James. <laughs> Yeah, there's just a lot of it, like Lloyd Kaufman's office. It just there's a lot of inside jokes. If you just sit there and like if you gotta if you watch the film and listen to it, like you might want to watch it twice just to pick up on all the little in jokes. But it's funny because the boyfriend gets his his hand his hand eaten off, and he basically makes an Evil Dead two reference. So it's just, it's really funny. I, it's one of the best movies of the year, no lie. Uh, Lamberson did an amazing job with the script and directing. Kaufman, usually Lloyd's appearances are like, you know, cookie cutout. Yeah. This one wasn't. It was a lot of fun. It, it, I could not stop laughing. And then of course Debbie Rashawn as Dr. Thulu was hilarious. But then also, too, the chick with uh, the two monsters on her chest killing people and everything, she did a great job. She's been in a lot of Lamberson's flicks lately, so I, I have a feeling she's going to be going upward. But it is, to me, it's one of the best movies of the year. You need to see it. It was funny. Couldn't stop laughing. A lot of cool stuff in there. I'll watch it. <clears throat> uh, moving on... Uh, I had a movie called Lizard Man. And <laughs> Lizard Man for Flash Gordon did a movie? Uh, that would have been better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lizard Man, it was another independent movie. Uh, it's somewhat boring. Basically, a kid encounters a Gilman ripoff 40 years ago. Okay. Gilman attacks him. He gets away. 40 years later, you know, present time, he's now a billionaire, which, by the way, we know that's a Ford Escort that somebody picked him up in in 1960. Uh, but anyhow, that doesn't matter. He becomes a billionaire, and all he wants to do, he hires, a, like, a militant crew to go find the creature so he could capture it and exploit it. Can anybody say Revenge of the Creature? Creature from Black Lagoon. Move on. Uh, I also watched Cheerleader Massacre Part 2. I didn't know there was a part two. I, this has been sitting on my shelf for about a year. And okay. I've had it out of print. Dan said, hey, I know you like massacre movies. <laughs> so he gave it to me. So I finally did some, you know, went to the Google machine for two minutes and finally sat down and tried to find out if there was actually any connection to the Slumber Party Massacre movies. Well, there is and there isn't. It is considered a sequel to Cheerleader Massacre, which was in 2003, which was also supposed to be called Slumber Party Massacre 4. 
but there's no Frank Stevens, there's no Jim Wernorski, there's not even Roger Corman, but Cheerleader Massacre 2 was released by New Horizon Pictures, which is a Corman facility, basically. And from what I've read and found on it, it is considered a sequel to Cheerleader Massacre, which is Slumber Party Massacre 4, which I believe we could call Slumber Party Massacre 5, and there's no need to watch this. Deal. I will not. (laughs) All you need to know is basically somebody decided to rip off uh, Gene Simmons and Tom Selleck's runaway flick. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, Basically, little robot spiders start fucking people up with little UFOs, kill a bus full of cheerleaders. Uh, There's no Brink Stevens, no Driller Killers, not even flashbacks to the other Slumber Party Massacre films. And really, no one, I don't think anyone actually knew this movie existed. Uh, it, it was that far under the radar. And the guy that directed the film, it's his only movie he ever directed. He's produced about 30 movies, but this is his own, one and only time he directed a movie. So, good luck. Glad I found Slumber Party Massacre 5. Was very disappointed. Moving on, I had one more movie that I watched. It was called Blood Marsh Crackoon. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I pointed John Cross in the direction of this movie. Why? It's mutated raccoons eating people in the Bronx, and someone makes a Steven Seagal reference of getting a police badge. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it three stars just for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's very funny. <laughs> it literally, I laughed my ass off like three different times during this movie. <laughs> and that's what I've watched lately. It's got Steven Seagal references, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just, it's, the, it, the, the people that made this low-budget movie were smart. They make the Bronx accent part of the movie. Okay. It just, you know, think of Out for Justice, mm-hmm. but the whole way through, like how people talk and everything. They, it's kind of like the Pittsburgh accent. They made it part of the movie. They understood what they were doing. Believe okay. me, it makes sense if you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm completely lost now. Okay, I was. Okay, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about. Fucking Bronx Warriors. That's what I've watched. <laughs> Aren't you glad you left me alone for two weeks? My mind fucking just blanked out for a second because I don't know why. <laughs> but I have to tell you about this. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what I watched and we'll get into this. Uh, first of all, I want to fucking punch Price in the face. Okay. Because he reminded me. He sent me a, a fucking text message the other day that said, hey, man, you ever seen a movie called Bugsy Malone? And I said, fuck yeah, I've seen Bugsy Malone. And it's like, uh, it's got Scott Baio when he was a kid and uh, Jodie Foster when she was a kid. And every single person in this movie is a kid. And it's a gangster movie. And they're all kids. And instead of bullets, they have pies. And they all drive pedal cars. And it's a musical. And I was like, fuck, I need to watch that. I've got that on a fucking old... Uh, goddamn external hard drive somewhere. I, I, I fucking plugged that sucker into the PlayStation 4 and, and watched it and I'll be goddamned if the song has not been stuck in my fucking head for a week. 
God damn you, Bryce, you son of a bitch. But uh, I posted about it on Facebook, and somebody sent me a trailer. Okay. Because I, I posted in another podcast site, uh, said, hey, uh, anybody know anything about kidsploitation? What? exploitation kid, is a genre of exploitation movie that I just made okay. up. Okay. But it's where there are nothing in the movie but kids. And Bugsy Malone was the only movie I could think of where it featured nothing but children playing adults. Okay. And this, and this guy sends me this trailer for a movie called Hawk Jones. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, you know of Hawk Jones? No, I see, I've heard of it. I just, I just bought it. I just fucking bought it. I've never watched it. I just know it existed. Hawk Jones is a fucking 80, 86, 87. I don't know when it came out, but it's, it's a fucking little black kid and it's a cop movie. <laughs> Everybody's fucking kids and it looks insane. And I can't fucking wait to see it. Hawk Jones blew my mind. I really wasn't for sure if it was real. <laughs> I looked it up and then, yes, it is real. And I can't wait to get it. I have to cover this on the show. But, uh, yeah, everybody go look up Hawk Jones because it's, it's fucking amazing looking. Um, anyway, yeah, that Bugsy Malone movie's pretty cool. Good. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, directed by Alan Parker who directed <laughs> this and then did did the wall. So that's the kind of, it, it, it's super weird too. So, you know, from the director who gave you the wall, weird. Yeah. You know, it's got to mean something. So I watched that. I watched a documentary on Netflix called happy Valley. All about, um, you're going to have to explain this to me because you are a Pittsburgh okay. guy or a Pennsylvania yeah. guy. Happy Valley is, Oh, I was going to say, is this about that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jerry Sandusky, the pedophile. Yes. Did, what the fuck was he to that college? Okay, he, he wasn't the coach. He was a longtime defensive coordinator under Joe Paterno up until 1999, 2000, right around there. Okay, so he was involved in the football yes. program. Yes, yes. I didn't know. They never said, and I'm like, is this guy just like his fucking crazy rich alumnus? No, but that's where, that's where, that's where a lot of this got really weird. Um, real quick. Also, that after Roller Gator was Guns of El Chupacabra, Guns of El Chupacabra (laughs) 2 to Unseen, Crimes of Chupacabra. Ghost Taxi, Guns of El Chupacabra 3. Whoa, whoa, Ghost Taxi, Ghost Taxi. <laughs> Ride with the Devil, Blade Sisters, Max Hell Frog Warrior, which is Hell Comes to Frog Town 3 from what I've been told. Yes. Legend of the Dead Boys, Angel Blade. <laughs> this guy just shit out a movie every fucking day. <laughs> this is even after he's dead. Oh, he's the Tupac fucking independent. Oh, I just wanted to get it out there. But yeah, um, Jerry Sandusky was the defensive coordinator up until 99, 2000, 2001. And that's where a lot of stuff gets a little murky because some of the first kid rapes 
happen in 97, 96, according to some people. Uh, so he shouldn't have even been like around, No, he right? shouldn't have because even when he was gone, he retired. And a lot of people wondered why he didn't go and get another coaching job. Like he was still young enough to coach other college football teams. And surprisingly, there was a lot of teams that – showed interest in him and he never really went and took those jobs but no one ever people thought ah maybe he just want to retire early you know what i mean one of those things he kind of like okay he won his championship or whatever proved what he had to do and wanted to just be a rich dude that hung out well apparently he was allowed on yeah apparently he was allowed on campus up until like 05, 06. And there was quite a few people that came out and thought stuff was going down. Now, the reason Joe Paterno got in so much trouble was because he claimed he told. He, cl- he saw yes, he was something of a sexual danger. Yes, even when quote. Sandusky was still the defensive coordinator of Penn State. The yeah, first time yeah. around. And he reported, he, report, he and claimed he it. reported it to the chancellor and they blew it off. And Paterno, and this is the biggest problem a lot of people outside of state college have. Paterno claimed he turned it over to the authorities and he has no pull there. But that's where he is wrong. And a lot of people outside of state college know this to be true. If Paterno wanted somebody to be fired, Oh, look, Paterno was looked on as yes. a god walking on the earth. Yes. If Paterno wanted this guy gone, this guy would have been gone in 97. You know what I mean? No matter what was... Yeah, and the documentary hinted at they did not like each other. It doesn't matter whether they liked each other or not. It's what Joe Paterno knew. That's true. And that's the biggest issue because once Joe Paterno got cornered, he retired or quit, whatever you want to look at it, and basically uh, died, which everybody knew was going to happen to begin with. Once he stops coaching Penn State, he was going to die anyhow. But yes. a lot of people believed he just, that was the best thing he could have done. Let's put it that way. What, yes. died? Because... Yeah. He, I mean, it, it, the, the documentary was like, well, uh, they fired him a week later... He woke up coughing blood, and then like maybe a week after that, that was that was yep. it. He was dead. Yep. He, the Paterno family in general, is basically become a joke. Let's put it that way. It, it just they know way too much, and Sandusky was peddling kids for many years. Apparently, um, yeah. A lot of that's still falling out as we speak. Uh, a lot of here's the problem. A lot of Penn State fans have a disconnect and do not realize. Yeah, they shouldn't have taken away the wins, but yeah, they did take away all. Of yeah, Paterno's but they wins. gave them back recently, and they celebrated, oh. literally celebrated, and said they should put the statue back up. Not understanding, you still do not get it. There was boys being raped on campus. Shit went down and you're overlooking it. And the guy you think was a god knew a lot about it and just covered it up. 
I don't think he covered it up. I just don't think he – I watched the document. And, and here's one thing. I love the NFL. I mm-hmm. fucking love football, and there is nothing in this world that I care less about than college football. I don't give a fuck about I enjoy football. watching it. <laughs> I, I couldn't give two shits about college football, but goddamn, I love the NFL. Now, the the documentary was really good, and it kind of painted Joe Paterno as like, hey, he he did what he was supposed to do, which he did. He reported yep. it. But, yeah, this, the fucking – the amount of clout that guy could yep. wield, he could have got a lot more he, he done. He would have got a lot more done a long time ago. That I yeah. think that is the biggest problem between people – that are Penn State supporters and people that are non-supporters of Penn State. But no matter what's gone down, that place, that whole thing, that program is tarnished because of that. And mm-hmm. that's in the NCAA really they fucking threw the book at that. Program. Yeah, they did. And the sad part is that program could have had the death penalty. Now, part of the reason they didn't because the NCAA actually overstepped their bounds. And that was the other thing that a lot of people weren't getting um, when they were complaining that the NCA put them on probation and fined them all this money and stuff like that. People weren't understanding the people in charge at that time after they were indicted or whatever you wanted to say, Penn state signed papers basically saying, yep, just whatever to get this going and get it to go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's get this process going. And that's what a lot of people weren't understanding. Penn State was no longer in damage control. They wanted to get it behind them as quickly as humanly possible. And, part, and this documentary actually had a lot of trouble with the Paterno family. They were trying to sue the pants out of the people that made this documentary. They, they, they come off in the documentary looking like the cleanest of them all. That's just the way the documentary painted it. I'm not saying, look, no, nobody's fucking innocent. Least of all, the fucking dipshits that were running the fucking. There college. is another movie in the process now about Happy Valley, and I, yeah, and if I remember correctly, Al Pacino was actually up to play Joe Paterno. Uh oh. Hoo ha! I see it, dude. He walks in the fucking shower room, sees a little boy. Look at that ass. But yeah, there was a lot of wrong stuff that went down, and I think that's the biggest problem what a lot of people have. And like I said, it's between Penn State supporters and non-Penn State supporters. A lot of that is a lot of the Penn State supporters don't realize what actually went down. Yeah, you look at these the, the fans in there. Look, they they come off looking like fucking. Yep, retards. and that's yeah, that's they just blindly fucking follow these people that were. Clearly, look, I, I don't think I don't think Joe Paterno was as guilty as everybody else. I think that guy got thrown under the bus. To say well, I was going to say, yeah, college, he did. But he was not innocent. Nope. And I think a big part of that problem was that town does not exist without that college. No. You know, that, look, that college they, is four times bigger than that town. That town – they literally have 120,000 people go to the stadium on a Saturday. Half of that, like, that town's population isn't even 60,000, I don't think. Oh, I believe it, yeah, because they were talking on that documentary how 
Sandusky ran this camp, and yep. he was he was all about like helping the kids of the town. And oh yeah, he would even adopt them, and one of yep. them turned on him in the end. And, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah all that it shit. Just, it's a, it's a it's fucking, what it comes down to. It's a sad situation. Yeah. It's bad all over. Yeah, but yeah, there is another movie in the process being made about that. Yeah, it's a good good fucking documentary. I didn't care about college football, but it was a documentary, so I watched it. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of people that hate Penn State, you'll hear them call it by its nickname, Rape Valley. Now, Rape Valley, <laughs> yes, which is wrong, but I, I do feel bad for the like the fans. Really, kind of, I mean, they're I, the ones that are feeling the brunt of all this. Yeah, well, some of them. It's not so much fans as much as some of the alumni, like Franco Harris who was taking after Joe Paterno died, was like carrying around a Joe Paterno cutout. Like at Steeler games and of different events he had and basically saying he supports Joe Paterno and he brought it to all the fucking local goddamn grocery. He just he, he basically Franco Harris made an ass of himself. Well, I've been hearing that about him. for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But well, keep it on the football, the football fucking thing. I watched uh, ESPN. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the NFL network. Mm-hmm. They have their little documentary show. Football life? Football life. Oh, are you going to talk yeah. about what I think you're going to talk about? I've watched the Alameda yes, one. Yes, the three-mile one. Yes. I, wa- I watched that in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I watched it. Three mile. I don't know if this is the same. What's the three-mile? It was mile? just called Alameda three-mile. No, this was just called a football life. Yeah, it, but it, I believe yeah, it goes through his whole steroid thing and – yeah, it goes yeah. through everything. Yeah, it's even even had destroyer. Yes, yeah, yeah. How he how he was in the fucking right guard and the Bud Light commercials and shit, man. That guy, I don't know. I feel bad for that dude. It's kind of like watching the Brian Bosworth one. You feel bad, but Lyle Alzado it was a whole different kind of bad. Yeah, Bosworth brought it on himself. Bosworth knew exactly what he was doing when he was in college. And he let the fucking character of the boss take over. Yeah, but they really got into Alzado's personal life, and yeah, that dude was just a cool motherfucker. Yeah, and the, did you notice they did not bring up Matuzak at all? Mm-mm. No, they didn't, and I wondered why. I was wondering the same thing because Matuzak. I'm surprised they haven't had a Matuzak one. Yeah, there was a lot of. You know, with the steroids thing, Tuzak was right there with Alzado. Yeah, he, those were the first two big guys to get, like, fucked up by that stuff. And Matuzak died of an early age, too, but Alzado, yeah, just when they were getting into his personal life, you could realize it really wasn't about the steroids. It was, that was one depressed dude. He had a fucked up childhood, yeah. But I did not realize how big that son of a bitch was. Oh, he was huge. I, Jesus Christ, he was a monster. I hated that dude for many, many years because he was really? a raider. But. Dad loved him. I Dad res- loved him because he was a brown. I was going to oh, say, man. I respected the crap out of him, what he did on the football field. But when he came out and just basically called bullshit on himself. Yeah. I I was like I couldn't believe that. I turned my opinion around about him. That 
that guy was a fractured human being. Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah, this that documentary really got into that stuff about like he was married four times and just couldn't fucking keep it together with a wife. Yeah, and like he was asking people, "How do you do that?" Mm-hmm. It just you could really tell like this beyond it was way beyond football. What was wrong with him? I we need more players like that guy though. Oh, you're never the NFL. The NFL doesn't have like lot. I'm not talking about you know go out there and, and fucking murder fuckers. What like Romanowski? <laughs> no, Romanowski's a fucking clown. Romanowski's a, a fucking dipshit. I always hated that fucking asshole. I don't think there's a person that liked that guy. Nobody liked Bill Romanowski. I think he was a wannabe John Matuzak and Lala. Yeah. He spit in that one dude's face, Kerry Collins. Yeah. Broke, broke the other. He went out there to fucking hurt people. I think Alzado did too. <laughs> yeah, the only difference was Alzado could back it up. I don't think Romanowski could. No. But... They, he, he was just such a colorful dude. I love the how that they they had to make the NFL rule, the Ohio Alzado rule, where you're not allowed to take your helmet off and use it as a weapon against anybody. <laughs> I was like, what? It doesn't matter. Whatever you know, that guy could have been fucking. His career could have been cut short by like a fucking knee injury. He still would have went down in history as having the Lyle Alzado. It, it's. I was gonna say it's no different. Those guys that change football like mel blunt like pass interference is there because of mel blunt yeah mel blunt basically killed people <laughs> yeah and fred williamson too yeah yeah it just See, like we don't have those colorful characters anymore in the nfl it, it, well i was gonna say the rules have changed so much yeah it's it, a no fun league it yeah and it's been like that for a long time but also too you're now getting at it in that debate where uh you're so worried about player safety, or so-called worried about player safety, yeah. that guys are getting injured just looking at each other. Yeah, but that might as well. Yeah, Dad's always saying, you know, hey, put a fucking skirt on the quarterback. You're not allowed to fucking well, touch. Well, that's almost for any player at this point, though. Yeah, I mean, the but, Tom Brady rule, the fucking, and, and I've just he could get fuck. He, I've just become. I've just decided that Tom Brady is a wizard. He's just a fucking wizard. Hey, he, uh, Karma's gonna bite him in the ass someday. He's gonna get fucking, like, football aids. He's gonna get some. They're just, Karma is waiting for him. I certainly hope so. But Fuck yeah, but yeah, the documentary of Lyle Zato, yeah, anybody that's interested, yeah, they do mention Destroyer. It's pretty cool. They show a couple clips of Destroyer in there. Yeah. They show the best clips of Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> just, man, you you want to be, like, excited and depressed all in, like, 60 minutes. Watch yeah. La Alzado. It really, it'll rip your heart out. It'll go fucking, because they show him at the end, and he can't even walk out his front door without help from his fourth Well, wife. I remember that Sports Illustrated article. Yeah, I, my dad still has it. Yeah, I remember that article. I remember reading it. That was, Like I said, I had... I respected it, but hated him most of my uh, most of the time he was in the league. But after I read that, I just I turned my opinion around. I just you learned so much about that guy after that, and just basically he was just like, "Yep, I screwed my life up," and it wasn't because of football. It no. just he he basically came out and said, "I was screwed up from the beginning." Yeah, don't let this happen to you. 
Yeah, it's that was just, the whole thing about it. Yeah, it, don't fucking do this shit, kids. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing, and it just had nothing to do with football. And that was like the depressing part. Like this dude wasn't doing steroids to stay get bigger and everything. He was just he just always felt like he needed to do it since he was a kid. Yeah, his dad fucked him up. Oh yeah, it it, it was Marinovich on a different level. Oh, is Marinovich the one that just took his son and... Yes. There's a documentary yeah, on a that, too. Yeah, a 30 for 30 special. Again, yeah. another, like... It's called the, the the Marinovich Project or something. Yeah, like just you want to be... You're kind of depressed and outraged at the same time when you watch that one. Yeah, that guy... Because... Fucked his kid Yeah, up. because you... It's like... If you have kids or you know one of your friends has kids and they're in sports, you know a person that is like Marinovich. They're everyone like every person like that is a fucking sports mom around me. Every fucking goddamn person. Like if I had a kid and I don't, I would not want them if they wanted to play baseball, football, you know, anything like that. That's fine if they wanted to. I would hope that when it became time to like high school level that they would just be like me and just be like, you know what? I, I played baseball and I, I made it through fucking tryouts and I, I made the team and, and then I was just like, uh, this is, no, I'm not going to fucking do this. I'm done. I, I'm not going to play. Yeah. Like Morenovich during that 30 for 30 special, like he talks about, like he gets to college. He didn't know what a fucking Twinkie was. Nope. That that's just insane. Mm-hmm. It just and they were talking about like how it, what he was he was doing something what was it like two thousand football throws a day? I don't know, but when he was, I remember his dad would take him as a baby and like rub milk on his legs. Yes, it was and just the fucked up weird shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, enough with this football stuff. We're losing our audience. Oh, yeah. just uh, Well, I, hey, I sure we lost half of them at the beginning to begin with. John Cross has done two now. Yes, we lost John Cross. That's all. Well, let's talk about Turbo Kid. Yeah, I want to I, I wanna see this because just for the mere reason, I know Quinlan said he loved it. You said you uh, liked it, but you're tired of people comparing stuff to Mad Max. But listen, listen, listen. And I know Dan... I asked Dan about Turbo Kid because he's like, I seen Turbo I, Kid, and he was like, Nah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with Dan. Uh, there was some really cool shit in Turbo Kid, and there was some really shit like, I don't know why. It's almost like this movie was made to make me nostalgic for something that never existed, but I didn't get it. I was just like, I mean, I like this movie a little bit. I think Michael Ironside was pretty hacky and not very good in it, but but it was good to see Michael Ironside again. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't and I still I still want to uh, name a national forest out after. I, I think America. Ironside. Yeah, there should be uh, President Obama. I know you're listening. Uh, I want to start a petition to name a national forest after Michael Ironside. I think that that needs to be in America. The, 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 national, national the national Michael Ironside Forest. No, just the Ironside Forest. Ironside Forest. And where would it be located? Let's let's put this. I don't know. Fuck out California somewhere. I was gonna say, isn't he Canadian or something? 
<laughs> oh, that might be fucking. We might cause an international incident. Then. I, I'm not sure, but I thought he was all the better. Then. Yeah, but yeah, Turbo Kid seemed like it was just made to make people nostalgic for something that didn't exist, which is kind of cool. But I just don't go in to this like this is why I don't like fucking Hobo with a Shotgun. It's just that movie was, you know, it, it tried to just. Play off that fucking we're a grindhouse movie, and you, you know what? No, you're not. You, th- those movies don't exist anymore. You can try to. I just loved it because those fucking Rucker Howard going nuts. I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> and Turbo Kid hit me the same way. I'm just like, no, that's fine. I totally understand that. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff in Turbo Kid. Like there's this fucking bad guy with the steel skull mask that totally. Fucking looks like a, a a mini boss for Mega Man Two, and he he acted like it too. It was pretty cool. I think the kid that played Turbo Kid they they casted him perfectly, but I was I'm just sitting there and watching. Okay, I could I could go watch Solar Babies, or, or I could go watch you know Fire of the Roller Boys. Which so basically, kind of somebody trying to make a Nintendo shit. game come to life. Yeah, which is okay. Oh my God, the girl in this movie, holy shit. <laughs> She is everyone. Everyone that watched this movie commented about this girl. She is everyone's new boner jam. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> she is everybody's brand new boner jam. Her name is fucking Lawrence LaBeouf. I don't know if that's Shy's sister. I was going to ask whatnot, if that's Shy's sister or. She was the best part of the movie. She was really good. And it's okay. Watch it once. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It didn't trip my trigger. Uh, they did a really good fucking job, though. I'm sure this was made for almost no money. Mm-hmm. And it, it looked, it had its own unique look, which is good, but I just didn't fucking. Uh, they, they do give the, uh, the girl her own weapon. They tape a lawn gnome onto the end of a baseball bat, and she holds it up and says, this is my gnome stick. I like that. <laughs> but, uh, the gore was fucking great. I want to find some good shit to say about it. Yeah. There, there is a bunch of, I, I just thought Michael Ironside phoned it in and, but the gore and the fucking special effects were fucking awesome. Uh, I, I think I'll just watch, and yeah, I, I just think I'll watch the old movies. I, I think I'll just watch Solar Babies. I think I'll just watch Daryl. I think I'll just watch shit like Daryl, Bandits, and Rad. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger. All that shit's in here. But um, there's something else. I want. Oh, yeah. Every, you got to stop, man. Independent cinema dudes. If you want to make a tagline for your movie, don't compare it to Mad Max. They did that with Turbo Kid. They said it's like, it's like BMX Bandits meet Mad Max. Yeah. No, it's not. Nothing is fucking like Mad Max. They did that with Wormwood. It's Dawn of the Dead meets Mad Max. No, it's not. No. Fucking stop it. Nothing will ever be like Mad Max. So just, just cut it out, independent filmmakers. But there was something else I watched. Oh, uh, I don't remember what it was. but The Corey Feldman wife swap? I forgot you were supposed oh, to watch yeah. that. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. I want you to tell me about it. Well, okay, we told Tristan Darley Martin we're going to talk about some fucking celebrity wife swap. I think Corey Feldman is in the, uh, I watched it today. I think Corey Feldman's in the 
first stages of becoming this weird cult leader. <laughs> With this Corey's Angels thing. I don't know. He's like mini Hef. He's like a little Hugh Hefner. And something... Something scary lurks behind Corey Feldman, dude. Like, th- there's some fucked up shit that happened to that kid. No doubt about it. I, I 100% believe the uh, weird child molestation shitty goes on every once in a while. He goes on his little rants about that. I believe it. But Corey Feldman, man, he's just like a, he's like got probably what, 45 now? Yeah. And he still looks like he's 13. He looks like a 13-year-old white Michael Jackson. You get, and the Michael Jackson shit. Dude, what the fuck, man? Like, you're trying to be Michael Jackson? I don't get it. It was weird. It was real weird. He's got his Corey, Corey's Angels chicks that are... Look, all, he's, all he is, he's got, he's got a fucking own... His own little fucking sex dojo. Which whatever, good, good, good for him. Yeah, there's been questions and stuff like that. Evidently, he's got. He keeps telling these girls that he's got a, a plan, and he's trying to make them into the most wholesome, like, round people that he can. And I'm just like, you're just a weirdo, dude. So Corey Feldman's a weirdo. Sorry, Tristan Harley Martin, uh, but at least he's your weirdo. It, it was Tommy Davidson was pretty cool. Hey, I'm glad to see that guy finally gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I could say about Tommy Davidson. Thank God that guy gained probably 40 pounds because I remember seeing him on in Living Collar, and he was like, he was probably oh, like maybe 90 pounds soaking wet, yeah, with a brick in his pocket. But yeah, th- he was he was just a normal dude. But it was, I've seen better wife swaps. The Ric Flair one was the best. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, that's, that's why I didn't really watch it. The Ric Flair one was just great. Ric Flair lived like- Corey Feldman is 44. That's not surprising. He totally looks like a fucking 17 year old kid. And enough with the fucking one strand of hair hanging, dude. That's fucking weird. (laughs) Enough with the Feldman do. He's just, he's just a little, little fucking weirdo. So hopefully next time we talk about wife swap, we'll get a fucking Edward Furlong swapping wives with, I don't know, Ted Danson or something. <laughs> fucking no. Uh, it wasn't the best episode. But anyway, uh, let's, let's talk about Wes Craven dying. Sure. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> It, 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 it just, it kind of surprised me. I think it was, honestly, I think it was, he kept it quiet. It was one of the more quiet celebrity deaths there ever was. What was the uh, cause of death? I never Brain did. cancer. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why it was quiet. Huh. You think he knew? I think he knew, but I think, too, Wes Craven, um, kind of being, how to put it, not... Like, you could just say, oh, yeah, he's Wes Craven, but he didn't seem like one of those people. It'd be like, hey, you need to know what's going on every five minutes with Wes Craven. You know what I mean? I think he... He retired. He really did retire. Yeah, he literally just went off into the sunset because I think he knew 
what was going down. I think he kept it quiet and that's maybe a good thing for him. And I, that was one of the things I said when I found that out, I, one, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a hoax. You know, I thought it was an internet hoax and me. Well, I read, I read how old he was and, and I was kind of blown back. I was like, wow, really? He's that old? Cause he didn't look it. No. And I was going to say he did look 76 probably since 1976. yeah so i mean that dude always looked the same for the most part for a very long time but i did say as like for as critical as i am of some of those that dude's recent projects there well i want to talk about him because i don't think he's a i don't think he's he doesn't have as many good movies as people think. No, but he, I just, I do believe he deserves some respect. Yeah, he, I would call him, you know, a quote unquote master of horror. Yes, yes. I, that, that's what I was trying to, trying to say. For as critical as I was of that dude, I mean, he helped give us Freddy. Yeah. You know, he gave, he helped get last hots on the left out there. He Which gave. Is, that's the one thing, man. I just, that's like I'm saying, I don't, Get that movie. I don't understand. No, it, that I understand. It's fine, but I mean, the hills have eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he did the he did some classics. He yeah. did Nightmare on Elm Street, Hills Have Eyes. Like I've got his filmography pulled up. Yeah, I will call Last House on the Left a classic, even though I don't like it. And, 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 and for whatever anybody says about the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, I will tell you this. Out of all lot of the movie sequels, take away Leatherface 3, uh-huh. New Nightmare was one of the best sequels. I agree. For any of this horror series there was because it took a horror movie series in a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. He tried to do something before anybody else was doing that. And he did a great job of it. It was very cool. I liked the concept, but the problem was, it was a movie that was five years before its time, and is that was that was the that was the blueprint. Scream was the fucking yes, what it became. And everybody talked about, oh, I love New Night. Bullshit! That movie. Nobody people, liked New pe- Nightmare when it came out. Yeah, people were taking huge ass diarrheas on that movie when it came out because they didn't understand it. After Scream came out and Scream 2 came out, Pete, you would have thought New Nightmare was the next coming of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. People mm-hmm. couldn't shut the fuck up. And that was... I remember seeing it and not knowing what to think, honestly. I, because I, I've said it before, and I will stick to my guns. I love Cheesy Freddy. Uh, the, the cheesier oh, the Freddy, the better for me. I, I don't get me wrong. I love Freddy. I just enjoyed. He really tried to do something different, mm-hmm. and I think he accomplished that. It just it was five years ahead of its time. Yeah, he accomplished it. Then he he, he fucking trumped himself with Scream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not gonna blame him. I hate Scream. I hated Scream when it fucking came out. I enjoyed Scream. I enjoyed I it for what it, it was. And I was at the time, you know, I was smart enough to see, oh my god, this is what the 90s is going to be. Everybody is just going to copy this. And that's exactly what happened. Now, 
I can't lay that blame at Wes Craven's feet that he got copied as much as he did. Can't do it. No, they, actually, that's a good thing. If you were yeah. able to do something and somebody copies it, uh, yeah, that's you've done something right. But that, yeah, Scream did bring back horror, but I can't say it was good. I, say <laughs> good I, I will, honest to God, if it's not fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and Wes Craven's filmography, I think, I swear to God, I think that dude's best movie is fucking People Under the Stairs. I was going to say, he had some movies, Deadly Friend... Shocker. Wow. (laughs) Shocker was awesome at the time, dude. But yeah. I love fucking Shocker. I I was just going to say, Deadly Friend and People Under the Stairs, those are two very cool, weird movies that they're not your typical kind of, you think horror movies, you don't think Deadly Friend and People Under the Stairs. People Under the Stairs, I saw that and was blown away. Yeah, I loved it. I've seen it a couple of times at the theater. Christ, finally. And I didn't know it was Wes Craven until the fucking credits rolled. I saw that, like, twice in the same day at the the fucking theater uptown. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen that a few few times at the theater. It's just a really cool movie. Which, by the way, uh, Michael Verratti took a picture of himself in front of the People Under the Stairs house this past week. No shit? Yeah, he has it up on his Facebook page. Sweet. Where's it at? Is that out in California somewhere? Yeah. yeah. I, that, that house, like, I, that fucking, that movie really did fucking blow me away. I just, I, I, they were talking about that movie. I did not realize that, that movie's not very well liked. Honestly, <laughs> fuck those people. But, like, getting back to Wes Craven. Am, it, did it surprise the shit out of me? Yes. Like you, I was very shocked. I thought it was a hoax and everything. I couldn't believe it. But I kind of, I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? It doesn't surprise me just like he disappeared like he did. I mean, Wes Craven isn't John Carpenter for me. No. Or Roddy Piper. But I do acknowledge that dude gave, is like, gave me Freddy. And that's just, you know, if you can, if you can say you did something like that, I think you've had a successful career. Legacy is cemented. You can't. Yeah. They, you just, and like you even said, Last House on the Left, you dislike it. I enjoyed it. But the thing is, there is a generation of fans out there that would bow to Wes Craven for being a part of that movie. Well, people talk about that movie is so shocking. I don't see it. I don't see that movie as being shocking in the least. Uh, for the time, the stories, and I think that's what a lot of that is. I mean, that's what, like, the Green Inferno is going for right now, like, the shock value, like, Cannibal Holocaust, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Last House on the Left. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, he's got some, even when he did Cheesy B shit, it was still pretty good. Invitation to Hell, Swamp Thing. I was going to say Swamp Thing. I can't mock him. No. I, 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 I just don't believe Swamp Thing is his fault. I enjoyed Swamp Thing for what it is. Swamp Thing is, if it's not for Flash Gordon, Swamp Thing is the ultimate TBS movie. Yeah, there you go. Now, I can Swamp Thing be remade? Yeah. You could, take, be... you could, you could go closer to the comics, yeah. You could do all that, uh, um, Alan Moore run. Yeah, I was gonna Swamp say, shit. Could that be remade and Alan Moore be made like the right it, way? Yeah, it it could, but mm-hmm. 
I will take that cheesy Swamp Thing. It was fun. Yeah. And, and Part 2 is not bad either. A return of Swamp Thing because yeah. you got Jim Wynorski directing it. Yep. But R.I.P. Wes Craven. And, uh, I, he was I a good wanna, dude. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but according to you know videos posted on the internet last week, Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like we've got Lemmy for too long either. Oh yeah, I heard the story. Like dudes, like first time in a like in his career, he's uh, canceling Stopping shows. shows yeah. yeah, the one show he only did four songs or something. Yeah, they're supposed to be in Indianapolis in uh, end of September, and I'd like to go, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, he got what is it? He got some kind of illness from airplane ride or something. I don't know what it was. I That's just what he's claiming? That, I just saw that video. God damn, I don't want to lose that dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot another movie I watched. What's that? Uh, the add to the list. Dark Tower with Michael Morarty. This is the one that I wanted to watch at your house. No, that was Spider Labyrinth I wanted to watch. Yeah, Spider Labyrinth. Yeah. No, Dark Tower is the one. Okay, I've got it sitting over here. You gave it to me. I get, No, that's a different Dark Tower, I believe. Really? Yes. This one's from 1987. What does it have on the front of it? Uh, big building, I believe, and that's people the, staring at it. Yeah, that's the one you gave me. Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, I watched it. <laughs> is it okay? Is it, well, let's hear about it. Uh, basically, Morarty plays a security advisor, and basically a building's possessed. Any good? And he's, and he's just trying to figure out why it's possessed. I could, it's kind of like Nomad's. Oh, you, one of those. You could have like it, it, the cover looks cool. You're already you're always been interested in watching that movie, and you watch it, and you're kind of like, yeah, I really wanted to like this, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like Nomads for me. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it, that is Dark Tower. I, I mean, I mainly watched it because Michael Moore already being a part is of it. Is it a Larry Cohen joint since he's in it? No, it's not. Uh, surprise! It's 1987, but it's Moore already in the, the building in Barce- Barcelona, Spain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, R.I.P. Wes Craven. Yeah. So let's get to some. Uh, can you dig it? So I got a couple. Go for it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Okay. Are you excited nope. about the new fucking Leatherface movie? <laughs> We're going to explore the origin for the third time, everybody. Oh, see, this is not even candy. No, 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 this hold on. It's got Brad Dorf, or, or not Brad Dorf, it's got Steven Dorf in it though. He's a boy. <laughs> this is like, this is like the story it doesn't die. I think we had, I think <laughs> I've done it in Can You Dig It, and I think you've done it even a time before this, this year. Like, this story does not die of them remaking this film. <laughs> we've seen it four times already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Texas Chainsaw Massacre 5 already. Give me part 3, part 2. Yeah. I want more Benny. Give me, give me, yeah, give me Foray. Give me, uh, the chick Kate Hodge. Give me a burned up Vico Morrison. Yeah, he's not up to nothing anymore. 
You know, give me Leatherface walking down the highway. Give me little girls in the back of the cop car 30 years later. Uh-huh. <laughs> give me all that. Look, man, it's Leatherface. I will go see it in the fucking theater. The, uh, yeah. But here's the real question, since you brought up Leatherface. And I know we've discussed autographs. Are you going to get any autographs from the Leatherface 3 family, basically? I've got... No, uh-uh. None? No, because I've got them. I've got Jeff Burr. I've got fucking R.A. You gonna I've get got Foray. What about William Butler? I don't have anything for him to sign, honestly. Come oh. to think about it. You want me to bring Ginger Dead Man along? No, fuck. If, God, you're not going... <laughs> I'm not gonna get no gingerbread day and dead man shit. <laughs> I don't have anything for William Butler to sign, honestly. I don't think I have. Dude, I'm just getting him to sign that poster. No, I, I really, dude, I told you before we started, it started the podcast. I, I'm just, you gotta be really special for me to like wanna get an autograph because that's what, not what conventions are about for me anymore. Well, those, I'm telling you, those are the people I, it's, I, it's one of those things. I gotta get it done. Yeah. I'm with you, but yeah. I gotta get it done. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I go to Whorehound next week on Sunday, um, I'm, I'm just going to go check the vendors out and see what I can pick up. And there's one dude I want to meet. Oh, and it's going to be Yafet Koto because I want to know about fucking Blue Collar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good and, get. And I mean every, literally everyone that is not Johnny Depp that had anything to do with fucking A Nightmare on Elm Street's gonna be there. Everybody. Mm. Yeah. Yafet Koto is the guy I'm gonna go fucking talk to. Yeah. And I that's... will, I will tell him fuck anybody that says Nightmare on Elm Street six sucks. Final Nightmare. Go, yeah, they can go. They can. Freddy's dead. Ask him if he banged Roseanne Barr. <laughs> him and fucking Tom Arnold probably at the same time. Uh, but what else you got? Can you dig it? Because I want to talk about. We're going to talk about Wizard World also. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Do, do um, another. Can you dig it? Okay, I can find it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is well, the only other. Can you dig it? And I read this, and the first thing I said was fuck. And you know, I got I got to thinking more about it. I think this could be kind of cool. What do you think about fucking the chick from Harry Potter? Gonna be in the new Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, I think I made it clear on Facebook. I don't what? fucking care. Really? <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Why is this? I just. I mean, again, you're talking about rebooting Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I don't care. I I want to see. Enough. I don't. I honestly don't care. I want Earth Two Jason to come back. I don't care. I don't care in the capacity of give me Jason murdering fuckers in the woods. That's fine with me. If that remake was fucking pretty much not even a remake. I mean, it was just what you wanted. Jason in the woods killing people in tits. If that's all this new one's gonna be, look, look, I'll, I'll say this. I'm gonna put this Jason, I'm gonna put Jason in the same fucking, uh, category as Spider-Man. I'm gonna put Jason in the same category as Godzilla. 
We do not need a fucking origin story again. I think that's what it comes down. My to. goddamn mom knows where Jason fucking. I, I think that's. I think that's where the problem is lying at. Because they're already talking about rebooting Spider-Man again, and I think that's the disconnect. Is the origin has been told twice? Yes, and it, it just with Friday the Thirteenth. Fine. Make a sequel to the stupid ass reboot, but do not reboot this again. Give me, give me fried up Jason in the woods, 90 years old, still killing people and people are dumb enough to be out there. I don't care. I will watch. Give me where somebody inherits Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Just like Leatherface. <laughs> I'm telling you, more and more, I don't care if anybody says that is a horrible movie. That movie looks better the more time that passes. That movie looks brilliant compared to the Evil Dead reboot. Mm. That movie looks like one of the best ideas that no one had. <laughs> you know what I mean? In horror movies, like Hollywood horror movies. It just... It seems, you say it out loud, yes, it sounds stupid, it sounds impossible, but how much different is it than Jason having a back cave? Let's tell another origin story of Leatherface. Let's tell another origin story of Friday the 13th. Let's have Fat Pinhead. Let's have Freddy Krueger not look like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I mean, come on. How bad is it to just do, give me Friday the 13th? This is how bad it is because I'm sitting there. Part of the reason I am kind of pissed. Nothing about Resident Evil came up. So having a conversation with the oh, daughter yes. the other day. We're talking about Puppet Master. She's watching all the Puppet Master movies. She's like, finally, she didn't realize there was a 9 and 10. I show her 9 and 10 Puppet Master. She's excited. Where's 11? I was like, yeah, <laughs> we should be talking to Charles Band because I want to know where fucking Puppet Master is. say, you got to get hold of Charlie Band for I, that It's one. like, the, it's not so much where's Phantasm 5. We know where we stand with that. Puppet Master 11, I've been waiting for a year now because some bitch put out reanimated Blade Out and it glows in the dark and sucks a dick. I want fucking Puppet Master 11. I don't fucking care what's going on. I don't care if the Bodega Bay Inn has burned down. Give me more adventures with the puppets. Give me a Hellraiser movie with the Cenobites just fucking people up. Give me another movie. Stop this hey we gotta tell the back no you don't who fucking cares about the backstory anymore it's another sequel you will make money stop overthinking the formula there you go you hit it right on the head there don't overthink you're overthinking it you're throwing 50 million dollars because you know she's that broad from harry potter is going to what is, is going to be what ten twelve point five million dollars paycheck most likely? I think I think this is tit showing time for her. She's going to break out of that fucking. I don't. I don't. I do. I, I, I don't. Really do. I, I unless she's getting that twelve and a half million dollar paycheck. I'm just saying. I don't understand. This formula has worked. You're overthink. Let's go back and watch. Like you brought up Scream. Don't even need to watch it. Look at the formula. The movie wasn't made for that much money. But it showed. Just keep it simple. Don't overthink it. And people will come. 
Come on, just give us another sequel, goddammit. There you go. Anyway, that's all I've got. What do you got? Anyhow. I Facebook down, Ed's going to kill it. <laughs> that's why I shut it down a while ago. <laughs> uh, I figured I'll go to it when we're ready. Uh, Wizard World. John Cross asked me today, uh, said, hey, you going to Wizard World next weekend? It's in Pittsburgh. And I said, a couple of things, John. Is that the one in fucking Philadelphia? It's in Pittsburgh now? Yep. Well, this has been the big rumor. This is what's going to kill Still City Con, which is here. This is one of the reasons why Horror Realm is in September. I thought Steel City Con was tiny. Um, it tries to be big as hell. It used okay. to be Comic Con, basically. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but this is one of the reasons, like, why Horror Realm didn't move from September and one of the many reasons why they're only having one next year because I already heard like every weekend from mid August until after Wasteland in October, there's a convention going on in Pittsburgh next year. Jesus. Um, you have wizard world going on this weekend weekend after you have the tattoo convention two weeks after that, you have still city con and anyhow, don't care. But anyhow, uh, John cross emails me and says, Hey Tim, did you see Mitch Pledgey and David Duchovny are at Wizard World? Awesome. Oh, Vors Pinker? Yes. Love to go see him. It'd be great. Went and checked to see what it would cost me to go, like, on a Saturday. $45 for the ticket. Jesus. Uh, that's just to get in. $100 if you want a David Duchovny autograph. Nah, worth it. Hundred bucks if you want Mitch Pledgey's autograph. Hundred and twenty-five if you want a pitcher an autograph. No, no. Nah, so like and all. And I said, and I, that's what I said, John Cross. First, I'm old. I said, second, I don't got that kind of money. Third, what I'm gonna do as much as I love those guys and as much as I'm a fan of X Files, and I would love to meet those guys and just talk bullshit with those guys. I'm gonna take my money that I'm not gonna spend there. Go to Wasteland. Yep. I'm going to get my poster signed by what's left of the Leatherface family. Be happy. Still have money to spend. And be glad I didn't go meet Mitch Pledge and David the Company at Wizard World. <laughs> we'll be getting drunk as shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, 300 bucks just to go meet two people. That's not worth it. No, fucking no it's not. It's not worth it. And, hey, that's cool. Wizard World's in Pittsburgh finally. Good for them. Everybody that's going, I'm happy for you. Enjoy yourselves. Who else is there? I don't know. I don't fucking care. It's Wizard World, so probably a lot. Yeah, and I mean, as soon as I started looking up some of those, not even just the admission price to get in, just looking up, like, you got to buy tickets for these autographs. Fuck that. Yep. Fuck that shit. That's why I don't go to get autographs anymore. Fuck it. And I was going to say, that is part of the reason why I enjoy Wasteland. Mm -hmm. I enjoy horror. I was just going to say, if Mitch Pileggi was at Wasteland, he ain't getting away with $100 for a fucking No, he isn't. But the thing is, I bet you if Mitch Pileggi was at Wasteland... He's not charging $100. I bet... Well, it doesn't matter what he's charging. I bet you I'd find a way to get a free autograph off that fucker. Because that is half favors would be going down if Tim Gross. Well, not even that. That is half of the fun I've always had at Wasteland. Take stuff that is the most remote stuff out of my basement Mm -hmm. and go, you know, start a conversation piece with these people. 
And if it works, fine. If not, most of the time I go back and I pay for the autograph if I really want it. I mean, but, I mean, get, how, I've gotten Forsyth to sign a couple of things for me for free just because I bring up Steven Seagal. And you tell have him a, about Pittsburgh toilets. You tell him about Pittsburgh toilets. Have a beer with Forsyth. I mean, these are stuff, uh, stuff I've done. And it's just, it, it, it's, how I gauge whether these people are really in it for the money or not. And you can tell that in the first five seconds. Most of the time when you approach these people, especially at Wasteland or Horror Realm, you can have an honest-to-God conversation, not feel like you're going to be charged something. And even if you do not try to get something signed, I feel like something's been fulfilled when you talk to these people because most of them are down to earth. Yes, you're going to have that one person every once in a while. It's a complete jag-off. I've only ever had that experience with one person, and that was Miguel Munez. I was going to say, I just like when I met Carolyn Monroe up at Wasteland, that was fucking awesome. That was hilarious. She was charging $5 for autographs. Oh, you're yeah. not gonna get Carolyn Monroe to sign. Yeah, it was great. Got her to sign Slaughter High. Everything. It was great meeting CJ Graham, not the first time, but the second time I met him. And he remembered I was the dude that yelled at somebody to give him a bootleg of Highway to Hell. <laughs> it was awesome. That dude was cool. I mean, it just, like I said, most of the time, these celebrities, you know, most of them are really cool. And I've been able, Luckily, you know, quite a few times have, you know, yes, I have paid for some of my autographs I always really wanted, but some of these autographs I've gotten for free because I have found a way to talk to these people. And like I said, Fred Williamson talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers and talked about how everybody's a pussy in the NFL. (laughs) It's just just that kind of stuff. But I'm not, I mean, with those kinds of prices, like I even talked about, like we've, Talked about several times, like even we're going back about Body Slam. I didn't even want Dirk Benedict's autograph. I just wanted to talk to him. And you know when you go to Wizard World or something of Wizard World ilk, a convention yep. like that, you're going to have to pay money to go talk to these people. And I don't want any fucking part of that. It's going to be get in, get out, next person with something yes. like that. Yeah. Just yeah. like when I met Richard Mazur, I didn't want to talk to him about the thing. I wanted to talk to him. About being the fucking union president. Yeah. And he gave me a free signature. Yeah, there you go. Fucking cool. And most of these people are reasonable. Mm-hmm. They're not always there for the money. No. Nope. But it just, I'm sorry, 300 bucks to just get two people's autographs. Two people I'd really like to meet, David the Coveney, just because of X-Files. And just so I get, just for the mere reason, I get ask him what it was like to hang with uh, Angelina Jolie and playing God and how that role was and Timothy Hutton. But also talk, like you said, Horace Pinker. He's got to be Horace Pinker. He's Horace Pinker to me. He's not X-Files guy to me. And I was, I was going to say, in the sad part with Mitch Pledgey, not only is it Horace Pinker, you're going to have people there for Horace Pinker. You're going to have people there for Agent Skinner. But also, too, this dude has a lot of fans now from Supernatural TV series. He's he's, in, see, I didn't even know he was in that. Okay. Yeah, he's Grandpa. He's like the <laughs> Grandpa Winchester. I know he's in Sons of Anarchy. I started watching that again. And I was yeah, like, oh, it's there just, he is. this dude has a huge fan base, and it just... 
he's going to have a lot of people there. But like you said, it's going to be getting people in and out of there and not for that price. Not me, man. Yeah. Well, since we're, I, I just wanted to mention this in passing because I wanted to pass it on to our fans. Uh, speaking of Mitch Pelleggi, uh, I wanted to, I started listening to, and I'm not a biggest fan of Joe Lynch or Adam Green. I think they've done some good stuff. I think they've done some bad stuff, some stuff mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about, but I didn't know they got, they have a podcast called the movie crypt and wow it's a really good fucking podcast especially when a lot of times they do commentaries and i was listening for their commentary for shocker Mm -hmm. and they did a commentary for goonies and those guys that's what they're fucking good at and they i just wanted to pass that on man those guys got a hell of a fucking podcast if you can make it through the first 20, 25 minutes where they just talk about themselves. Then it's really good. Like they, if it, they had Henry Rollins on last week. I listened to it. Just started listening to it. It's a really good fucking podcast. Everybody go check them out. They're, they seem like cool dudes, you know, even though, you know, uh, I haven't always liked what they've done. But anyway, let's get to our questions. Get to your questions. Uh, we'll get a Tristy Gnar- Gnarly Martin first. He had two on our other page. Uh, he first wants to know, have either of you ever, ever got that drunk or high that you've decided it would be a good idea to try and drive your home someplace by putting your car keys into an electrical outlet in your kitchen? Mm-mm. I've been very drunk and woke up in places I didn't know, but not, no, I've never been that fucking drunk. His next question was, after the huge success of Pee in Your Butt Productions. Pee in Your Butt Productions! Last movie Ghost Thrusters, he slimed me. Pee in Your Butt Productions is currently working on a new smash hit, Honey, I Downloaded the Kids. Would you or your buddy consider making a cameo appearance in this future blockbuster? Abs, I'm in. I like this. I'm fucking, uh, yes. I'm not going to donate to your Kickstarter, but I will be a fucking cameo appearance that two people will recognize. <laughs> One of those persons being my mom when she sells her DVD at her garage sale. Okay, give me one second here. Okay, I was trying to make sure I had all the questions. Uh, another Tristy Gnarly Martin question. Corley, uh, Corey Feldman episode of Celebrity Wife, Stop, uh, Wife, uh, Wife Swap is all I need to know. And that's all he said. Patricia Stevens says, why is Corey trying to be both Michael Jackson and Hugh Hefner? That's a fucking good question. Some, that kid's seen some fucked up shit, I'm sure. Uh, Patricia Stevens wants to know, what's your favorite Corey Feldman and Lou Diamond Phillips movie? This goes to everyone on the show. It's just us two tonight. <laughs> Patty. What's my favorite Lou Diamond Phillips movie? <clears throat> I'm not going to say Young Guns, because I don't I'm going to go with The First Power. Mm, I can't do it. I'm going there. I'll say the big hit. I like the big hit. I'll go with the first power. Uh, My favorite Feldman movie? It has to be Goonies. It has to be. It's either Goonies or Stand By Me, depending on what mood I'm in. I I was going to say, he. yeah, I love the Goonies, but he just, I like everyone in Stand By Me. Is great together. They 
Like, he does not carry it. I just think he carries the Goonies a little bit more than his character in Stand By Me, where all the characters made sense that fit in the Stand By Me. Yeah. And it's just like, if, if you're looking like, if Corey Feldman, I'd have to go like Friday 13th 4. He's good more. in that. And yeah, or Lost Boys. I'd see. Just because it's not as much of an ensemble cast as Stand By Me and even uh, Goonies. Oh, you don't think a lot? I think it is. I, I Don't get me wrong. Love the Lost Boys. I just think... How to put it? I just think Goonies and Stand By Me are just better ensemble. Like, they were perfect. Yeah. Lost Boys is great for another reason. I, I, yeah. I can't think of, like, a movie where he is the star that I've liked. Okay. Fair I mean, enough. It's always, it's always the Feldman fucking, uh, aim, but I can't think of just like a Feldman movie. I hate, I hate a dream, a little dream. <laughs> Man, that fucking movie's bullshit. Then just go watch blown away a couple of times. See there, I'll pick that even though I've never seen it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should. I know. I've heard. Yes, you should. And then go watch Meatballs 4. Nah. I've seen Meatballs 4. It's fucking horrible. Uh, Look, man, you're going to talk to me about Meatballs, and you're going to talk to me about a movie without Bill Murray or a movie without Meathead. I'm not interested. Uh, Bryce has about five questions in a row here. Space Jesus. First one, do you ever get burned out from watching movies? If so, what was the longest stretch of not watching movies due to burnout? I I don't. I I do not get burned out. Neither do I, but I'll tell you what. I was really enjoying it this week. I've had the last four days off and rewatched it. Yeah, I think think when you don't have time to watch movies a lot of times, I think you enjoy them more. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I, I just enjoy doing it. Uh. Price. I would you, I would really like to get out to the movies more actually like I yeah. don't go out oh, to yeah. the theater all, anymore too much but Price. then again there's not been a lot out that I've wanted to see maybe I don't know I'd like to see fucking uh, oh the Tom Cruise movie uh, fucking Mission Impossible mm. I'd like to see it but oh well Bryce wants to know, did you ever have vivid horror movie type dreams? I think we've gotten into this where we were talking about this the one night. I've never had vivid horror movie dreams, but I've watched, I remember, and the one that comes to mind is Night of the Creeps. I was going to say, because I, I remember, remember talking about my Day of the Dead dreams all the time. I remember kind of watching Night of the Creeps on WGN, and I was kind of... It was like this weird fever dream, like half asleep, half awake watching it, and I fell asleep, and I, I woke up, and I didn't know if I'd really watched that movie or not. It was the first time I've ever seen it, and I was like, was that real? Did I see that, or did I dream it? It was, I've had that experience with a couple movies, but no, I don't have horror movie dreams. I I, I do. It's been a little bit, but yeah, I I've talked a bunch of times about the Day of the Dead dreams, killing zombies and all that stuff. Uh, but the next question, what would a Pookies-inspired cereal be like? I already – I have the answer. <laughs> What's that? It, it would be like Count Chocula but only stale. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it would be Count Chocula. 
but only, you know, after half of the production was done, they'd throw Frankenberry in there. So you'd have half Frankenberry, half Count Chocula with Marshmallow Grim Reapers that if you knocked them on the floor, the whole thing would explode. I was going to say, it would have to have little marshmallow skulls like on top of the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, every – do you remember back in the day when you got those uh, records? Yes. That were like flimsy and you could play them? Oh, Jesus. Every, every uh, box of Pookies would come with a, a record. That oh, we're old now. We're old now. What's that? We're talking about the little records that came in. Those. Yes. Next thing you know, we're going to start talking about the license plates. It would be a license plate for every place Spookies had to be yeah. filmed at because it got shut down. You got, yeah, you could send them in and get license plates for your bike. I remember those. Never did it, but I remember them. Yep. Uh, wait, wait, I just thought of something. Do you remember Wacky Wall Crawlers? Yes. Yeah, those were the best things. Yeah. There, wacky Wall Crawlers. Yeah, we used to throw them all over the place. And then you could, you were fucked after those things hit the carpet. You were fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. Once they got dust on them or got yes. hair on them or something, then yeah. yeah, they would tell you you'd be able to clean them, but no, it, it would never worked. stick. <laughs> yep. Uh, what truths about real life have horror movies revealed to you? Hmm. Everybody gets laid in the horror movie. Linda Blair goes all blackjack mulligan on people. <laughs> uh, don't rape Linnea Quigley. Um, Michael Madsen is I, no I, different in real life. Yeah. Uh, the biggest truth that horror movies taught me is that summer camp in horror movies is not as fun. Is, is, it looks ten times more fun than summer camp is in real life. Yes. And I you, went to summer and, camp and it was shitty. And you, you hope that people would come and kill you. Yes, uh, yeah. I, I would recommend not going to summer camp. Uh, Bryce also asked, how tired are you of rape, re- the rape revenge genre? I'm not tired of it at all. Jesus Christ, when was the last rape? I just watched Eye for an Eye the other day. It was on fucking Cinemax. With, uh, oh, really? Yeah, with, uh, what's his face? Keith or Sutherland? Yeah, looking all James Hetfield like. <laughs> I don't know if it's tired, but I think it is used as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Especially in the independent genre. Because uh, I'm going to say it's not. I think the problem is the ones that are out there, there's not a lot of good ones. You're not, you're not allowed to get as raw and nasty as you were in the 80s with them. Yeah, even the 70s, yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I, you know. And, and the biggest problem is you could, not immune, but you could just become, uh, how to put it, you could just. Desensitized. Yes, yes. And I think that could kill your movie quicker than anything. Yeah. Uh, Bryce wants to know, do girls just want to have fun? No, Bryce, girls do not just want to have fun. Girls just want to have lunch. Uh, Bryce wants to know what movie would you choose to watch rather than go to Ponton? I don't know what Ponton is. I have no clue what he's talking about. I'll say Freddy Got Fingered. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy Got Fingered is a goddamn fucking masterpiece of a movie. I love that. I love that. 
title. I always have. Uh, oh, you ready for the Quinlan questions? Oh, God. He's still posting them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, hold on. Um, what's up with that crazy bitch at the end of Killer Party, all crawling on the ceilings, foaming at the mouth and shit? That's not the proper question. What's up with the bitch in the fucking diving helmet in that fucking movie? <laughs> what's up with that? Who fights people in a fucking 1950s diving gear? I don't know. I, that's a Tim movie. What is up with that fucking crazy bitch? She's possessed. That was the whole point. It was kind of like the movie ends like, okay, we ran out of budget. Let's end this shit. <laughs> end it. I've always wanted a sequel to Killer Party. Just for that mere ending. Just, it was cool. I kind of like the crazy bitch foaming at the mouth and crawling on the ceiling. There you go, Ed. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was cool. Quinlan <laughs> uh, said, I fell asleep trying to watch the new Godzilla movie. Did you? No, I didn't fall asleep, but uh, that movie's not too good. I just remember um, watching that in the theater, and I'm like, I knew they were going to do it. There's a yeah. part in that movie where they go, we've lost Godzilla. We don't know where he's at. He's I, a thousand feet tall. You don't lose Godzilla, you dumb fucks. I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, yeah. I'm just glad Mothra. it wasn't Matthew Broderick. You needed more Mothra. Oh, fuck Mothra. <laughs> fuck, fuck him with a shoe, okay? Fuck him in the shoe. Oh, fucking smash him with a shoe. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, when are you guys going to cover Evil Speak? That is a great question. That's a good one. Buy us the uh, buy us copies of Evil Speak, Ed. I don't want Ed to buy me a copy. I'll pick it up. Maybe, hey, you know what? I'm always, you know, when I go to a fucking convention, I'm always saying, hey, Tim, make sure I look for something. Yeah, Evil Speaks. That, that, that might, I might have to look for the Blu-ray. Yeah, I, yeah, Sweet there time. is Blu-rays. I, I, I do not own a copy of Evil Speak, and it's been quite a long time since I've watched that movie. Nothing is more horrifying than Clint Howard uh, wearing disco pants and roller skates. Yeah, it might be a decade at least. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. Either. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Quinlan says, has Tim Gross ever met Clint Howard, and has he ever been Clint Howard for Halloween? Has your wife ever met Clint Howard? Oh, the wife met Clint Howard, I think. She'll want to divorce me. She loves <laughs> Clint Howard. Would you get jealous if she touched his, his odd-shaped head? No, it'd be actually kind of cool. Maybe she might gain superpowers. <laughs> she, she might. That'd be kind of cool he let her touch his head. That'd be great. I would touch Clint Howard's odd-shaped head. I would, too. I would just love to meet that dude. That dude just what seems like... What would you like... get Clint Howard to sign? Ah, Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. Yeah. For sure. I'd have to get him to sign my copy of Ice Cream Man. We, My friend, uh, me and Chris Fires, rented Ice Cream Man, and we laughed ourselves to sleep. <laughs> we laughed so hard watching that movie that we both fell asleep. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, what is, who is Bryce Katzman going to be for Halloween this year? Uh, you gotta be plates, buddy. Yeah, I, I always, he should go for that. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, should I get this drawing done? Of course, the world always needs more Ed Quinlan drawings. Uh, Bryce does, he, he, I like this, Bryce does answer Ed Quinlan's question, I don't normally dress up, but if I do this year, I want to dress up as Donald Pleasance from Wake and Fright. 
Yes! <laughs> and Quillen's response is Donald Pleasant with AIDS. Donald Pleasant with AIDS? <laughs> Australian beer AIDS. Uh, Quillen states that he wants to be the new owner of Blood Diner for Halloween. What? Okay. I have no clue. Uh, Bryce says Quinn, maybe Quinn I should dress. It, I guess. Bryce says maybe I should dress up like Cowell Pauling Jenner. Sure. Go for it, buddy. Uh, Quinlan does have a legitimate question. Should I watch Rambo or Exorcist 3? Hmm. I, I, I go for Rambo. I'm assuming he's... Uh, yeah, the new one? No. The newer one, I should I, say? I would pick Exorcist 3 over the newer one. But if he's talking about one. First Blood, watch First Blood. I see. I, I, I say I watch them both. I can watch First Blood any any day of the week. Uh, see, I um the newer Rambo movie. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Oh, it is. I, I never had like me and Dad walking out of that on Easter. Yep. And, and walked out of the theater, and we were just like awestruck. Watched it twice on Easter. Dad said, "Did that just? Did we just see that?" And I said, "I sure fuck hope so. It was awesome." <laughs> uh, for the last question, uh. Quinlan, is the extended version of Romero's Dawn of the Dead really worth sitting through for the extra gore or whatever? Every time I pop it in, I last about 20 minutes and end up watching the theatrical cut. I say, uh, yeah, it, it's worth watching once. You know, It is. I was going to say, it's not like it's one of those boring... Even the, the Fulci. Even the... Uh, the Argento uh, cut. You got, yeah. You're from Pittsburgh, dude. You have to at least watch all those ones. Yeah, it just—it's I, not where it's a boring uncut movie. I, I it's because what is it? The uncut's like two hours to twenty minutes long or something. Something like that. Yeah, it's over two. Yeah, and it, it just—I—it's cool. It, uh-huh. It's—I don't. There's not that big of a difference in my mind, at least, of the uncut version of Dawn of the Dead than the cut version but it's not like aliens where that extra 20 minutes actually is adds a lot of cool shit to it yeah so i don't know but anyhow that's end of the questions okay so i'm gonna talk about the first power because i know you're gonna get into all four movies Oh yeah, yeah. I that's why I didn't mention them. I want to get into it. Oh, we got one more, one last Ed Quillen question. Then we're gonna go for it. I'm not seeing it, so go for it. Um, hey, wait a minute. There's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of questions we didn't answer. It didn't air. They're just not coming up on my Facebook. Um. Okay. Here we go. Ed Quillen asked, "Does anybody else think pumpkin beer comes out of a fucking pumpkin's butthole?" And Bryce, Bryce Catman, Bryce. Space Jesus perfectly answers this says, no, that's where pumpkin fudge comes from. Quillen <laughs> 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 responds, AIDS. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a, here's a Ed Quillen question. This is the last one we're going to do because he's still sending them in. Do you guys have a top five recommendation of special features on horror DVDs? I just realized I never watched them. I get bored when actors kiss each other's butts and kiss the director's butts. And kiss the producers' butts and kiss some other dudes' butts. Are there any documentaries besides that was on the ones that were on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, and Street Trash Special Editions that you'd recommend that don't involve a lot of excessive butt kissing? They live. Yeah, 
the they're not special features, but uh, the More Brains documentary. Yeah, really all, cool. Like, like all those, uh, the, the uh, nightmare, uh, the nightmare, and oh man, that just, thing's encyclopedic. Yeah, the just Elm Street the one old, and the yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. I was gonna say even the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, what do you want to call it? The Boiler Room Edition or whatever the box set, the first box set it came out has a crap load of stuff you could go through that wasn't on the Nightmare on Elm Street Never Sleep Again documentary. Um, that's fun stuff to go through. Big Trouble Little China 2 Disc Edition. That's the one I don't have. I saw Very cool stuff. Oh, let me think. Because you get Night to see the, the alternate a- ending with Egg. Yeah, uh, Night of the Creeps. Uh, they don't that um featurette. Those guys really liked each other, and it came through. Yeah, Monster Squad. Monster Squad had some cool yeah stuff on it. Can't think of any other ones besides like the like the ones Chainsaw Two has a lot of good shit. It took a long time for uh-huh. that. Uh, I don't know. Um, Escape from New York. Yeah, it's got the big uh, 17-minute alternate opening. That's really yeah, awesome. Yeah, and that starts off a lot of conversation, not only in the commentary, but the extras, which was really cool. Any Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary is gold. If you're, <laughs> if you're in it for just what the fuck, kind of... This guy's for, for serious. Uh, any Arnold commentary is magical. Um, the the thing extras. Yeah, that's uh, extensive. Special issue. edition. Yeah, it's really cool. I just always thought there could have been more, but it's great to hear about how they did Outpost Fifty One and or Thirty One, I should say, and all the different stuff that went into it. That Halloween Twenty Five Years of Terror is really good. Oh yeah, I think no, that's I, the totally best for- one of those. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you're right on that. That's very cool stuff. A lot of fan stuff in there. Can't think of anything else. Anchorman. It's not a special feature, but both the Anchorman movies come with like a, a fucking like alternate version of the movie that is like just completely different and also funny. I don't know. Chainsaw 3's got a really good fucking special features and they got cool special features but it, it's it's basically it's kind of a shame how that just hearing the people how better to not even so much better but how basically plagued with problems that movie was yeah that's all i can think the demon steelbooks have really good special features but they're all in fucking italian Mm. With subtitles, so I didn't watch them. <laughs> well, that, that Mortidius or whatever I watched, Legions of the Dead, is subtitled also. It's in Italian and Romanian. Oh, boo! God damn it, no. I believe it does have an English track on it. Good. <laughs> anyway. Let's, uh, uh... Ed, we're shutting the questions down. That wasn't yours anyway. Oh, let's talk about the first power. Since the beginning of time, Satan has worked to create the perfect killer. One who kills many without reason. One who cannot be stopped. 
Today, that man exists. Be warned. We're just going to go through a very small door here. Lou Diamond Phillips is hunting a man who kills for the sake of killing. Tracy Griffith might be the only one who can help stop him. I know where he's going next. What? But this location fits the pentagram pattern on the map, and my informant says this is where he's going to strike next. This is the third time in less than five years that Logan has been responsible for the death or capture of a serial killer. See you around, buddy boy. I doubt it. Each death makes him stronger. How did you know where he was going next? I opened myself up to him. You might have executed his body, but his spirit has been released. He has the third power. He could be anywhere. How's the stomach, buddy boy? <laughs> Logan! He has the second power. Hi, cutie. He could be anyone. Sister. Oh, I'm afraid she's not here. Now, he has the first power. See you around, buddy boy. Immortality. You don't have any idea of what you've been facing. You can't go on killing forever. You want a bet? <laughs> the first power. Diamond Phillips. Uh, this is a movie I remember seeing as a wee lad. Uh, you know who likes this movie a lot? My mom. Awesome. Loved this fucking movie. Very good. I think she rented it, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, mom, you don't watch this kind of shit. What the fuck are you doing? And she's like, ah, this movie's fucking great. I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't this movie called something else? Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I didn't think this was the original title of this movie. I thought they were marketing it as something else before the first power. Yeah, it was supposed to be called Transit. Yeah, there you go. Doesn't make a lot of sense uh let me see yeah transit anyway it's a lou diamond phillips joint uh basically don't forget tracy griffith tracy griffith is in here but uh she doesn't do a lot other than be like the you know quote unquote the chicken in in danger for lou diamond phillips and i'm gonna ask you Mm -hmm. i say you know how we talk about uh Lance Hendrickson contractually has to be in every Bigfoot movie. Yes. I think Lou Diamond Phillips contractually has to wear like a fucking ankle length duster in every movie he's ever <laughs> in. And khakis. Like that guy has to have that coat on in every movie he's ever in. He's contractually obliged. Did he wear it in uh, his TV show Wolf Creek? I'm sure. Or he did. Wolf Lake or whatever in it. Wolf Pond, whatever he was in. He's in some movie that, or some TV show Dad watches right now. <laughs> He's like an Indian bartender or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's on Netflix, and Dad loves the shit out of it. <laughs> but 
We're not talking about that. We're talking about the first power. It's a satanic serial killer movie that I saw when I was a wee lad. Uh, I, I thought it was, I've had this movie forever. I bought it when my video store was gone out of business. It's probably a good thing because it, it was years before this got a, even just a, a just like basically copied DVD release. Oh yeah, it's a VHS rip. The DVD is. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah, I know that. Now, yeah, now it is. But like, it, we're talking like this. Literally got a DVD release like two years ago. Well, it was a very fucking like in and out movie, man. It looks like they. It seems like they shit it out, put it in the theater, and it wasn't there for very long, and it was regulated to the video shop shelves, you know, where it just collected dust. Pretty much. I'm trying to. Well, maybe I'm wrong. It was budgeted at $10 million and it made 22.4. So, I mean, it more than doubled. So maybe it wasn't a flop. But it's a satanic serial killer movie. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips plays, you know, the fucking typical hotshot fucking detective cop guy who is tracking down, uh, what do they call him? What's his name? Oh, I forget his Patrick, yeah, they call him Channing, but he's got some nickname. I can't remember. I don't know, because this movie, I'll just spill the beans. This movie sucks. Oh, man, you're killing me. Oh, dude, this movie's not very good. I like it. I'm not going to say it sucks. It's not very good. It seems like it's just chopped the fuck together. Uh, Shit happens that makes no fucking sense in this movie. At all. Well, I was going to say, I think this was one of those movies that... It had some problems, I'll bet. Uh, yeah, and I was going to say, there is probably some stuff that got cut out of here that probably, if it was made five years before or five years after, doesn't happen. It just, at that time, the MPAA was like, we're talking the height of the MPAA just yeah, yeah. taking big shits on movies. Oh, breaking news. Uh, the first power is Easy E's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so there you go. Easy E liked it. But it's just Lou Diamond Phillips is chasing the satanic serial killer who you got to explain to this to me, Tim, because it makes no fucking sense at all. Okay. He captures the killer. Mm-hmm. Then. Because this is where I say this movie doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. They put him in the gas chamber, kill him, but they put him in the... Well, I'll take that back. They put him in the gas chamber, the fumes seem to kill him, then all of a sudden, like, he fucking pulls out a buoy knife. It's a dream. He's Okay, he, then, it, it, then Blue Diamond Phillips never caught this guy. No, Lou Diamond Phillips has caught the guy. Now... You are true in the fact that it is kind of choppy in this area. Because this really threw me off, man. It makes no sense. It's kind of – I think the problem is it kind of, in this part, got shocker syndrome. The only difference is at least shocker you knew what was going on. Yeah. This is where I think one of the major parts of the film got cut out. It seems like it because I I, I don't know if he ever – it, it never – you can't tell with that scene in there because it's a gas chamber. Then he breaks out of the gas chamber and kills Lou Diamond Phillips with a fucking knife. 
but it's a dream. Yes. Okay, so... Well, here's what happens. Okay, Tracy Griffith... The serial killer has to die, because then he gains that power of resurrection. Yes. But you never see Lou Diamond Phillips kill the guy. Yes, see, I think... You just see him catch him, and then the killer stabs Lou Diamond Phillips a couple times, which he just completely shakes off, and fucking, like, breaks his head into the concrete a hundred fucking times. But see, I think this is where... Editing was a problem. I think they edited some major plot points out of this film for MPAA's sake. Let's just say in running this was, running time yeah, sake. This was 1990. It would be in the height yeah. of their. That's why I said no I think more movies getting out with blood in this it. This movie is choppy in spots. I will agree with you on that, even though I like it. But I think there is some stuff cut out of this. But what happened is Tracy Griffith, the psychic, yeah. she calls Lou Diamond Phillips, basically tells him the place where Channing's going to be. Yeah. But she tells him, it makes Lou Diamond Phillips' character promise, do not kill him, do not give him the death penalty. Right. So he dreams... But still, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because... If that if, uh, he if catches, all the serial killer has to do is die to get the first power, then well, that, kill, why doesn't he kill himself? Well, that we'll or, see. I think that he's that dies sooner or later. I you know? honestly believe that part is cut out at the beginning because we're faced. The movie opens up with a nun, which is yeah. not even explained. This nun trying to explain to a bishop or cardinal, uh, some higher up, yeah. Trying to explain to them about Channing, that they know about the character Channing and that something's going I don't on. even think that nun knows about the character. She's just talking about, you know, Satan is giving, he's going to give somebody this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, resurrection. Yeah, and it's kind of like, and that's where I feel like this movie, as much as I like it, like I said, again, I think something was cut out of there. Whether it was for religious reasons or MPA pressure, just saying, hey, you know. That kind of thing. I think this was another plot point taking out of here. But yes, he catches the serial killer. And the killer, basically, instead of showing him die, kind of like in Shocker, mm-hmm. because there is a similar scene in Shocker where uh, the kid has a dream about Horace Pinker dying. Yeah. And that's where it is, is. The only problem is they don't show uh, Channing dying in the cast chamber. They basically go right to Lou Diamond Phillips's dream, and he wakes up after he's been killed, and that's how you find out. Like, it, like Tracy Griffith calls him the next day, and basically is like, after that, you told you broke your promise. You told me he, you weren't going to kill him or give him the death penalty, and that was the whole point to that scene. But the problem is. I believe editing, whoever edited this film, fucking sucked at it. <laughs> or, or it was a spooky type situation with the editor where they just fired one guy and got somebody yeah, else. Yeah, totally like or they just got somebody in there, might have been their first or second film, wasn't entirely trained as much as they probably should have been. Yeah, so, we'll just say there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that was Yeah, because this this movie, it's one of those movies that you do not, like, whenever you've read about this movie, even the time it came out, there wasn't a lot of information on this movie. And mm. even to this day, you don't hear anything about cut scenes, extras, anything. No one talks about this movie. 
But I'm saying even then when the movie came out, no one talked about the movie, which leads me to believe, like you said in the beginning, there was problems behind the scenes. It sure seems like it. But, you know, yeah, Tracy Griffith says, I know where he's going to strike. You got to get him. Uh, it leads to a cool showdown in like a fucking flop house where uh, Channing, uh, it doesn't make a lick of sense and it would not happen like this, but I, I thought it was a cool scene on the least where he jumps up and rips the ceiling Oh, yes, it, it's kind of like your nail gun the theory. The yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. has no business being in there, but it's so fucking awesome. And then right after that is one amazing fucking falling yes. off the building stunt. There are some impressive fucking stunts in this movie. I will give them that. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it, it's a serial killer. Not even, It's not a slasher. It's just a serial satanic serial killer movie if that's what you're into this is a good one to go to i just didn't like it that much look man lou diamond phillips i always like that guy he does like like he's always a welcome dude to see on the screen i never you know you don't get to see him a lot anymore but hey you know a lot worse you could have frank sloan in your movie (laughs) i picked this movie and i watched it today i was like oh man this does not hold up for me i was like oh shit because I, I really remember watching it and it being way more satanic and way more evil than it was. Look, man, Jeff Cober, who plays the bad guy, is awesome. Fucking Channing is one crazy fuck serial killer. Like, that guy's weird looking as shit. Well, the, I was going to say, that that's why I think there's stuff cut out of this, just because by the time they pick up where this dude is about to be caught, which is the first 10 minutes in the movie, this dude supposedly has already killed 15 people. Yeah. We're not getting, like, Dirty Harry where we're building up the Scorpio killer. Right. We, we're getting, hey, this dude's been fucking people up for a while. And it just... And now we have a crazy, incoherent nun. And you don't even get, like, a lot of backstory with Lou Diamond Phillips. They just mentioned that you know, he's already caught two serial Yeah, it, it, there's... Mr. Hot Shit. There is just a lot of different things that happen in this movie. And I think that's the other thing. I think Tracy Griffith's character, as much as I like her, I think her character is even more secondary yeah. if the... If the other footage that I believe would have been there, if there was other footage that was left in there, I think her character is minor compared to what it looks like today in there, where she looks um, like a major player. I'll say this. This movie had awesome fucking stunts. Yeah, oh, the yeah, the stunts were great. Jump, the dudes that fall off the building were impressive as fuck. That goddamn car flip was one of the most like amazing fucking car flips I've ever fucking seen. And I thought it was funny that, like, this car hits the back of a truck. It had to fly 500 fucking feet and twist in the air, like, nine times. Yeah, and what, from what I read, and like... And then Lou Diamond Phillips just shakes it off. Like, a lot of these stunts were one take done. Yeah, that had to be one. Yeah, like, kind of, these these stunts were actually one of the few times you're able to get in a movie, one take and done. I liked, I loved the fucking old wind, because it beca- it, be- it becomes a body jumping. Yes. Uh, like Fallen, or The Hidden, or... Shocker. Jason Goes to Hell, or Shocker. Yeah, this is this is Shocker mixed meets Dirty Harry. Yeah. Is the perfect way yeah, to Yeah, it, it is. It's a good... Only without... 
Like they they had Lou Diamond Phillips, but I, I, like all the cops, they were missing a Marshall Bell back there. They were missing a Lance Hendrickson or Forsyth as a cop. They needed one of those dudes as a cop. Yeah. They just had nobody else but Lou Diamond Phillips and Tracy Griffith that I recognize. It, it, yeah, it's missing the usuals that you would see in the background. Yeah, it needed one of those dudes. It would have brought it up a letter grade. It, it just, but. yeah, and it's just, I again, I go into it just, it's a, as much as I like the movie, it's a great concept I don't think was seen fully through. It's a mess. Yeah, you could it, say it, I guess. It's, it, it, it's a mess. It didn't hold up. Like, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. And I watch it for... I still give it three out of four stars. I loved it. Look, man, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... Clearly, there was some shit going on behind the camera that we're not privy to. Yeah. I will give it... I'll give it a solid 25 stars. (laughs) It just needed a better second... uh, it needed a, a fucking really good second banana dude. Yeah. Like a Forsyth. Well, that's why I said Griff, Griffith's role, I think, uh, like I said, where you're saying she it's chopping. It, yeah. I think her character is minor if some of the other plot points are put into this. That's why I said I don't think the concept is fully seen through. Mm-mm. And it's not that hard to do a body jumping movie. No, it isn't. But it's. I just enjoyed the movie in general, and I just thought they could have done more with the Channing character. Yeah, it's just too bad, you know, we don't have a First Power Part 2. I'm surprised, talking about remakes earlier, I'm I'm surprised this hasn't been remade. This could benefit, honestly. You know, that's the best way to do a remake, is to find a movie that was, you know, not very good and fucked up to begin with and make it better. I think they could do that with this. Uh, They probably could, yeah. Would you call it an action slasher? Mm. I know the Profondo Cinema guys have coined that term, and you know, action slasher like Predator or uh, I don't consider Predator an action slasher. Predator, well, Cobra. That could be yes. Yeah, this is Cobra meets meets uh, a shocker. That's what this yes. is. Yes, there you go. The That's better. not bad. Yeah, and not. The better parts of those two movies. <laughs> I really wanted to like it more than I did, dude. I, I'm going to recommend it. You know, it's worth a watch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just know. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, I, I was hoping for better. So <laughs> let's get on with the fucking. Uh, it's surprising to me. I thought this was Italian. Nope, nope it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Tombs of the Blind Dead. And guess what? They should have fucking kept them. <laughs> terror strikes fear into the hearts of innocent people. The morgue receives the victims of the blind dead. There's no escape from the blind dead. They are the Templars, devil worshippers, a death cult that has risen from their thousand-year-old tombs to begin a horrible reign of terror. Look over there! 
beautiful young girl is trapped by the evil forces. No one is safe from their curse. They're coming! human sound in the ancient cemetery brings the evil creatures from their tombs. The Templars perform their sadistic rites. A virgin is sacrificed in a blood ritual. death for those who can't escape the blind death. Coming soon from your cemetery. Here's where I piss everyone off that's a big fan. <laughs> um, people, uh, I, I'm up for any, watching anything, but honestly, what was the deal with Tombs of the Blind Dead? What? Why was I needed to like I was told by several people over oh, this the this has a following, dude. Yeah. That I needed to watch Tombs of the Blind Dead. How how it was like you know how you're told there's movies you don't watch, right? Or haven't seen. And yeah. you know you want to get to them, right? Mm-hmm. Tombs of the Blind Dead was one of those movies. I seen parts of it, never watched the whole thing, never yeah, watched the sequel. Yeah, we should mention sequels. this is a first time viewing for both of us. Yes. And I had the three sequels, but I didn't have Tombs of the Blind Dead, and I finally got it. I have the coffin box set. I've had it forever. Yeah, I got it for five bucks. I, I'm glad I never got it. I knew people were fucking going berserk over that coffin set. And... Man. <laughs> Let me... Okay. Let's just get into this. Um, 72 filmmaker Armando de, uh, Osorio, uh, who we talked about with the Sea Serpent, and I even said made a classic in some horror movies fans' eyes. And basically all the movie, all four movies, including the one I'm talking about right now, are all, um, include the storyline about ancient knights who were excommunicated by the church. They were warlocks. And basically they believed in satanic rituals and cannibalism and just fucking people up in general. Well, apparently the church didn't take too kindly to this, so they sent their people in, fucked these dudes up, burned their eyeballs out, and basically because the church fucked them up and they were excommunicated, there was something, they had some kind of thing, spell or whatever, that made them immortal. And next thing you know, when people go and get butt-raped in a cemetery, uh, and bells ring, all of a sudden, these dead blind knights are rising from the dead and riding zombie horses and shambling around. And apparently, 
if they can hear you, they know where you're at. If you don't, yeah, they hear your heart, dude. Yeah, if you do not make sounds, you're able to walk around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really weird. It's kind of boring at times. I'm sorry. I like shambling zombies, but this was different. They're blind. Not that that makes any difference, but it was just really weird because these were like. There's slow zombies, and then there is zombies that do not feel like moving. And these were the kinds that didn't feel like moving, unless apparently they're on their zombie horses, and they were down, tracking your ass down in five seconds. Dude, I'm going to say this right now. These zombies are pretty fucking kick-ass. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Zombies fucking rule. They're cool. zombie horses. They're cool-looking. They can hear your heartbeat, so you can't hide uh, They're cool looking. That's why I got into this. I'm like, it's an interesting concept. I like the backstory. I just felt like it was boring at times. These are some metal-ass zombies, dude. Nah, no. I just, I just really felt Tombs of the Blind Dead <laughs> was very, very boring. And... I don't know, maybe it was a product of the early 70s. People had an attention span back then. Yeah, and just, I could not really get into this. I tried. I'm not going to say it's the worst, but I'm not going to say, people, I don't understand your obsession with Tombs of the Blind Dead. But I will say this, and it was some weird stuff, because I was checking into... uh, The the disc I had actually has both versions, the American version... And Watch the Spanish version. Yeah, the American the, version. I was going to say the Spanish like version is 15 minutes longer. It's yep. uncut, but also two, the U.S. cut actually is when you go to the Spanish cut, a lot of scenes in the first, like basically the first reel of the film, are in a lot of different places. Uh. They in the U.S. version, it opens up with uh, the knights basically. Oh, you just get this really cool scene of knights just cannibalizing this chick, all strung up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it goes to this girl and her friend on a train with this dude, and basically she's like, "I'm bored. Ah, uh, you're trying to hit on my boyfriend. I'm jumping off the train and going. I'm going to go sleep in this little village that everybody told me. Hey, don't go there. Your ass is going to get eaten." And she does anyhow. Where in the Spanish version, that happens, but, like, the stuff that happens at the beginning of the U.S. version actually doesn't happen until, like, the end of the first reel, like, 30 minutes in. Like, there's a lot of scenes, like I said, in the first, especially first reel of the film, that are different in the Spanish version, and it's longer. So, it's kind of weird. But, anyhow, I was not really into the Dead Knights. Um, Yeah, they're cool looking, but I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle forgave these knights metal as fuck. I just, I give it two out of four stars. I found it kind of boring, kind of misleading for me. Uh, whatever. More Pyroteans, people. I loved it, dude. I loved this. I I thought this movie was pretty sweet. Well, more power to you, cause go watch the other ones, cause they could go suck a dick too. (laughs) I, you know what? I have heard from people who, I, I, I'm with you. I don't understand the ultimate love for this movie. If I was to pick out, you know, the Euro, if, if, if you came over to my house and said, I want to watch a triple feature of Euro zombie movies, you're going to, I'll show you City of the Living Dead. I'll show you, um, 
Nightmare City. I'll show you Burial Ground. I'll show you Let Sleeping Corpses Lie before I show you this. Okay, yeah. Burial Ground would be number one on my fucking list of Euro zombie movies. Like, the trashy, super trash. Like, it doesn't get any better than Burial Ground. This one is pretty fucking rad. I don't know what you're talking about. These knights are fucking cool as shit. They have fucking skeleton horses, which are just the best. Well, see, this is good that we disagreed on the first power, and now we're disagreeing on Tombs of the Blind Dead. The eight people, like, fucking, the Knights Templar fucking metal as shit. Eh, maybe if they would have been playing some death metal music or something, I would have been into it. It's cool. It's a cool movie. I liked it a lot. Eh. Now, I, I, like I was saying, I have heard people that love this movie will tell you all the other ones are shitty. Yeah, and then, no, I am not getting my hopes up. And that's what I don't understand because honestly, and I had like I texted Dan when I was watching Tombs of the Blind Dead, and I text him the next night I'm watching Return of the Blind Dead, and it's exactly what he said. Dan basically out of print, Dan was like, "Hey, uh, a remake of the first film, just same result." And that is what Return of the Blind Dead, aka Return of the Evil Dead, aka Mark of the Devil Part Five. It is five minutes longer than the U.S. version, and pretty much it's the same story. The only difference is they show the excommunicated knights getting their eyes burned out. This time, instead of the 13th century, it's the 14th century. The only difference is they are actually in that same village, uh, Benenzo, or whatever that village name is. Um, And basically, in Return of the Blind Dead, they have this celebration every year that the so-called victory over the blind and dead and for one reason or another uh the dead knights are pissed off so they slowly stalk the crowd and tear them to shreds <laughs> it just it's basically the same movie uh i i don't know still boring uh moving on uh the ghost galleon which is the third entry uh little weird um this time they find out you could throw fire at them <laughs> but it kind of really doesn't make a whole lot of sense why this would go down. But the whole point of the film is apparently now the knights are on a ship. And it's a ghost ship that people know about but don't talk about. And during a PR stunt, a model agency sent out two models on a boat. And they act like the boat is broken or not running or whatever you want to say. Not ship direct, but just dead at sea. Yeah. And basically they're hoping they'll get all this publicity of some passerbys and then there'll be news, news agencies and they'll see their models. Well, of course that doesn't go right. The ghost ship comes by. Two models are like, Oh, look, we should go on the ghost ship. This is so cool. Um, it makes so much sense. And they get on the ghost ship and of course they die and the model agency instead of want a uh, like big lawsuit against them or anybody finding out they go out there and it just they try to burn down the boat and basically somehow it turns into shock waves in the last five minutes and, <laughs> oh man and, no and, and after they burn down the boat uh the skeletons the knights come out of the sea and basically kill people on the land and i gave it like one star and it just it's it's just really bad. They're really, when that movie I think was made in 75, and then the last one was made in 77 called Night of the Seagulls, 
which I actually laughed a couple of times because it's literally it's about a small village on the coastline. Apparently, the knights have moved or they just decided this is where the ghost ship left them. So they're going to hang out here at this coastline because people take their every seven years, take seven women and apparently everybody fucks like bunnies, so they have a bunch of broads to sacrifice every night. <laughs> so they sacrifice these women for seven nights to the blind dead. And they basically do not go at night, and a couple moves in because the doctor died at the village, so the new doctor is there, and he's trying to make, you know, trying to make good of it, and for the most part is told to get the fuck out, and some girl helps him out. She be, she's gonna be one of the sacrifices. He goes and tries to save her. They go back to the house. It turns into basically the farmhouse of Night of Living Dead where the blind dead come and just start destroying the house. And they try to get away on the zombie horses and eventually they die. That doesn't sound metal at all. No, like I said, it does, the sequels, you know, if you do say, you love the first one, and you do say the sequels do suck. Totally understand. The sequels do not do the first movie justice. Because it was like, it literally is like uh, Amando decided, hey, I have this really cool concept. The knights come back again. And it just seemed to be his... His movie idea for four fucking movies during the seventies. Hey, 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 you know how we remade the first movie? Well, this time we're gonna do it on a ghost ship. And then, like, finally, like, Amando, do you have another idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? You remember how they like the ghost ship burned down and they killed people on the coastline? Well, guess what? They're still on the coastline and they're killing sacrifices. And everyone's dressed in black, and they just bring them down to him. Ain't that cool? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> cool. It's just like, it's like, it was like, dude, how many times did you go in there and sell a Blind Dead movie? <laughs> <laughs> he was the master. I honestly would like to know, because to me, it really, like, you know how people always talk about Friday 13th movies are all the same? Or all the Chainsaw movies are all the same. All these fucking movies are the same. Let me just say that. All the Blood Dead movies just... It's just... I felt like I should get some time back. I, <laughs> I, I just... I honest to God feel like the DeLorean should come by my house. I should be able to go back in time. Just because I witnessed all four of these movies. Somebody needs to shake your hand at least. Good job, sir. <laughs> but like I said, I had to watch them. It's one of those things I wanted to mark off the list. Now I want to go back in time and take it off my list. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to see this. Oh, I'm so glad I have pissed off a bunch of people now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, everybody. Oh, gosh. Ah, man. Do I need to watch the fucking sequels? I don't know. Don't. Uh, uh I might wait till after Wasteland. I've got no, Put it this way. Okay. If you think the first one was metal and you loved it, believe me, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. Because, I mean, I didn't, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate the first Tombs of the Blind Dead movie. 
I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. But I tell you what, it does go downhill from there. There is no, yeah, there is no, hey, the third one's great. No, it just, it's, it's a slow downhill battle the whole way. <laughs> oh gosh. So I guess that, that's enough for the blind dad. <laughs> oh lord. So what are we doing next week, Tim? We got some shit going on next week. Yes. I, I think. Do you think? Not, I, I read, uh, the message, evidently, next week, like I said earlier, uh, I'm going to go down to Horror Realm on Sunday. Horror Realm. Some, uh, fucking Horror Round, sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go see Gary Hill's going to be there. I'm going to hang out with him for a little bit. And John Portanova's going to be there. I'm going to hang out with him. So I think I should probably fucking watch uh, Valley, Valley of the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah, Portanova, I believe that's one of his first festival showings of Valley of the Sasquatch. He, he is on the main bill. It's like the main movie they're showing there. That's awesome. From what I understand. Yeah, it's great stuff. And also, from what I understand, he's going to come back to my house. Yeah, tell <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Tell him I, I said th- hi. I think I, – I, I think if I read that right, because he asked me, he's like, well, how far away from you from Indianapolis are you? And I was like, uh, about hour 20, hour and a half. He's like, I don't mind a long ride back. I might, I might fucking come over and do the show live. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You gotta, you gotta take him to go meet dad. Sure. I, I know when I, when I come to your house someday, I want you to take me to your dad. Take me to the fucking guy. Yeah, we'll go shoot guns or something. Because I, 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 honest to God, I want to take pictures with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Dad shows up like that. He might be a vampire. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. Well, if anything, you need to come down in like six months when uh, we have his retirement party. Oh. He said he is going to get so fucking fit shit-faced. He might fucking <laughs> shoot somebody. <laughs> So what are we doing next week? We are doing a retrospective on what, sir? I we are going to do retrospective on all three It's Alive movies. Yes, the It's Alive trilogy. Yes, uh, we are. We might talk about this remake. You can Alive. talk about it because I'm not even going to bother trying to find. Yeah, it. John wants to talk about the remake only because he said he's stupid. So. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll let him talk about it then. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it. You know, it's not, it's not bad. It's also not memorable either, so. Uh, I, let me see if it's available on YouTube. That's what, about the- live remake? Yeah, it's about the only way I'll watch it. I'm sure it's available on Amazon for 50 cents. Uh, I'm not, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not paying money to watch that movie. Uh, oh no, that's to buy. No, really? For 50 cents? I'm sure. Positive. I, I'm i just seeing trailers for this movie here. Hold on. Hey, you know what? No need to watch the remake, honestly. Sometimes, like, if I sign into YouTube, all of a sudden, I'm yeah, able to watch many, yeah, many, many movies for no apparent reason. That's what you're saying. That's fucking weird. I, I just find that hilarious. Uh... It's a live zombie house, whatever that. Is. A Call of Duty zombies? 
Oh, that's nah, fuck that yeah. shit. Um, nope. They're just showing uh, trailers for the new one. So yeah, I will see if it's fifty cents on Amazon. Fucking no, don't just fifty cents to be totally honest. <laughs> Cost me more to ship that some bitch. Yeah. Cause. Yep. But anyway, yeah, it's just like I said, the original on. trilogy will be done. Yeah, that's what's going on. I know I've not seen two or three, so. I, I, I one of the reasons is uh, I just want to watch. Um, I want to I want to watch the third one again. I want to watch the third one after you told me what it was about. Oh, here we go. DVD used and new. Twelve offers. One cent. Three ninety nine shipping. There you go. Used. Good. And its description is very good. <laughs> it's it's shipped. It could be shipped from uh shipped from Missouri by Lewis. That's hilarious. Yeah. So what do you got to pimp, sir? Of course you can find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. Uh, always at grossmoviereviews.com. Also, I want to thank, uh, people in the UK and Canada that have recently bought my books again. Uh, you could find the Gross Movie Review books, uh, at lulu.com, The Wrath of Gross. Uh, at this rate, it keeps Selling, I will actually outsell the big ass book of gross movie reviews. There you go. It, yeah, surprisingly, and you'll be able to find it at uh, Cinema Wasteland in a few weeks for the Leatherface Three reunion. Oh, that's coming up faster than I thought it was. Yep. I didn't think about that. I need to get a four room. weeks. Need to get a room. Uh. Anyway, uh, you could. Oh my God, gross. Uh, you could. Never mind. I just saw something really disgusting. I gotta turn that fucking page off. Get away. Um, you can find me at JSB underscore boomsticks on the Twitter, where I forgot to mention earlier, we were contacted by the director of the Redwoods Massacre. Yeah, I remember you were texting me about this. Yeah, he said, he said, uh, hold on and maybe I can pull, I'll pull it up what he said real quick. Did he sound upset? I don't think so. Okay. Because, you know, you can't tell tone on the fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, uh, from David Brian Keith, it says, thanks for your review of our film. Happy face. I feel I need to come on your show and answer some of your many questions, LOL. So I said, yeah, fucking come on, dude. I know none of us like that movie too much. We had some problems with it, mainly we're eyebrow related, but hey, whatever. I, I talked to that guy, fuck yeah. Yeah, I just I just feel like that movie should have been so much more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe that'll happen. But yeah, searching like uh, blood bass and boomsticks on Facebook and all that jazz. Anyway, so next week, John Portanova live in studio. Uh, I think if I read his thing right and I understand, uh, that's what's gonna happen and. All that jazz is going to go yeah, down. That would be cool, though. You'll get to meet him before he goes all be famous and stuff. Yeah. I will. I need to bind Valley and Sasquatch now. So, <laughs> we've been on here for two hours and 45 minutes. We're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all 
good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.